Geek Shock. Geek Shock. That's right, Al. You lost. And let me tell you what you didn't win. A 20-volume set of the Encyclopedia International. A case of turtle wax. I got a really creepy one uh, today that I got. Share a Coke with mom. It's my mom's dead. <laughs> oh, that's wow. horrible. Does that mean you can't pour one out on her grave? Well, <laughs> yeah. No, believe me, Actually, that she's shit sitting will dig right she's... into her uh, coffin. No, that's she's... it. <laughs> she's Tip your on... 20. This she's, one's from she's, mom. Uh, no, she's sitting on uh, my dad's... Uh, uh, on his fireplace, you know. <laughs> oh my God! So, like, all you do is wow. make, wow. do is make a mom. Yeah, that's smoothie. not a sentence you want to s- um, uh, stutter through. Uh, you want to uh, get that one out smooth and dick? quick. What the fuck? Uh, it's more like a mom float, Andy. Mom, mom float. Okay, mom yeah, float. it'd be more like a mom yeah. float. Oh man, you know what happened, Red Bull? What happened? Red Bull made a deal with the people who make Donald Duck fucking orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Donald Duck orange. <laughs> but yet you're still sitting there drinking it. Red Bull Summer it's, Edition. It's it's actually kind of good. <laughs> oh, wow. and Torgo says you were gonna hate it. It's kind of good, but it does taste like uh, a squirt. Yeah, it's all right. I'm not gonna get it again. I get the blueberry. Blueberry is amazing. Blueberry is the only one you like. Sounds good. No, I like regular. No, but I mean like of the, of the flavored other two ones. Fla- well, yeah, there's, there's yeah, two other flavors, and they're gross. No, there, there's the there's the Silver. citrus one. There's the silver, which is the citrus. Which is terrible. There's the, the red, which is the cranberry. Which is blue. And then the blue, which is the blueberry. <laughs> and now this one, in addition to the regular. This is okay. But <laughs> I remember every single one of the ones you've tried. You're like, blah. Yeah, most blah, of them I don't. Blah. It uh, tastes like I a want the blueberry. duck orange juice. Yet you still keep trying With all these other flavored ones. Well, because I'm brave. What do you? Do? How do you find out what you hate if you don't try shit? That's because you hate everything. Yeah, that's well. what, what's going to my mouth is all about. That's right. To find so the that's gems. the pot calling the kettle black, Jeff. <laughs> I don't hate everything. I love a lot of things. Oh boy, yeah, welcome, that's folks. True. It is Gig Shock number two hundred and fifty. Wow! Yay! What wow. a milestone! I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Bonzo the Beast. And we're here to talk Week and Geek. Gentlemen, we've been doing this for about five years now. Yeah, this be like our unofficial fifth birthday. Wow. Yay. Wow. I, I haven't hit a year yet, so I, yeah. I don't know about you guys. That's right. Well, that's, that's again, a bunch of new listeners, so <laughs> they're like, five years? Wow, where have we been? Right? It's like, ugly Christ, we got a back catalog to go through. Ugly Couch Show video show is then almost seven years now? Would it be? Uh, we started the end of 2007, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So we're coming up on seven years, yeah, for that. In fact, we're shooting a new episode tonight, so there'll be a new Ugly Couch show. Wow. Two in a, two in a month. Next mm-hmm. week, yeah. Congratulations, Holy crap. guys. Wow. Congratulations. A we're, new record! And we're creeping up on 100 video shows as well. Yeah. Right. So wow. does that mean my contribution will be uh, in the show? Yeah, your contribution will be is in the it, show. Is it being properly chilled? Yes. Oh, good. As Excellent. we speak. Yuck. So, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, finally. And? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of uh, the old uh, the old quintet. And, uh, man, they had references. They had references I was seeing in there, even visual references. That was really, really, really cool. It's um, a madhouse. A madhouse. Well, that's the actual uh, uh, <laughs> rise of the Planet of the Apes, I think. <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes had been... It, it's, I just, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. So nice. It was cool. I mean, it did have uh, some plot contrivances. 
Okay. War being started by two guys insisting on being assholes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, we're all going to pay the price of two guys being assholes. Was was it formulaic? In in that regard, kind of. Okay. But the, 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 the ape animation is amazing. And uh, they don't even have them speaking all the time. A lot of the ape communication is in sign and expression. So you're getting a lot of CGI scenes with is it subtitled? between the apes. Yeah. The signs are subtitled? Yeah. And so, and it's just uh, between the apes is amazing. It's actually really, really, really good stuff. That sounds really cool. It is. It, it, it is. It is. I'm still interested in seeing. I got to yeah, make it. Yeah, if out you eventually. don't see it in the theaters, and all right, wait for uh, wait for a disc release. But see it. Do see it. So, and it's just, um, yeah. I, without getting spoiler too spoilery, um, there's there's a scene. Uh, the the one, two, three, four. The fourth Planet of the Apes, conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which is where Caesar leads the rebellion right. of the apes in Ape City. Uh, I mean, in uh, in North America and all that stuff. That all happens. There are scenes of the city being in flames, and it's kind of like a bad effect image of the fiery burning, you know, and and the city kind of like in foreground and all that. And it's really funny because they actually call back to that in Dawn where they do a very nice image. But the way they did it, you definitely know that they're referencing that burning because they have the burning background and the apes in the foreground. And just the just the way it was visually, I'm like, I don't know, with modern effects, they really didn't have to do it this way. But I swear to God, it feels to me like they were actually referencing the original movie, just just doing a, a visual reference there. And that's nice. Th- that was something I really appreciated. I'll have to that check that out. It 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 is. It's it is worth it is worth looking into. And yeah, guys, the the ape face, all that stuff is just really amazing because there's a whole bunch of emotionality in the ape culture going on. There's a lot of stuff going on there, and really, 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 really cool stuff. So nice. So who else has to throw in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started uh, yeah, going yeah. back into my vault uh, oh. to pick out some of the Grindhouse movies that I hadn't watched in quite some time. And I'm not talking about like the Tarantino shit. I'm talking about like the... The 70s stuff. Yeah, all the older stuff that kind of the precursor to the what we're still seeing again now. Um, so I went back and watched uh, Rolling Thunder, who was a, basically an army guy or some sort of military guy who comes back home and... You know, he gets his hand cut off and shit like that. He's got like a hook, so he goes after these other dudes. And <laughs> then there's this other movie I'm still trying to track down. It's called Fight for Your Life. It was about like 1970 something. Okay. I think I posted a trailer of it the other day, but uh, it might be the most violent film that I think I've ever. Fight for Your Life. Yeah, it's like a racial violent. It's a violently racial film. Like, I mean, it's. There are some. I don't know what that means. Okay, so like, it's like Paul's the, humor, but oh, physical, violently racial, <laughs> like as in a racist movie. Okay, racial, like violently, like it's there are these white guys who take over this black house and stuff like that, and they kind of like torture them on the inside, and it's very just, yeah, it made people like right in the that theater. Sounds terrible. Yeah, so, very much so. But it's a grindhouse movie, so I mean, it is what it is. And that's that Which was that time terrible. period. It is <laughs> terrible, right? And a lot of those movies are terrible. I watch it because, again, uh, as a person who loves film culture and film society, so I, it's not just do the right thing with more punching. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> more. <laughs> this is this is 
You take you could take any Spike Lee movie and put Which it together, and thing. it still wouldn't get the racial effect that this movie has. Wow. Oh my. So yeah, disturbing. they were uh, doing it raw in the seventies. They were. They were. That was some bareback cinema there. Yes, it was. So uh, you know, they weren't safe at all. I'm trying to write. I think uh, you know, I want to write a piece on some stuff like that now, and kind of work in that area. You know? All right. Rolling so. Thunder gave me a fear of garbage disposals. So yeah, you know the movie. Yeah, William William Devane. William Devane. That's right. Is, he's a and he's a he's a Vietnam POW. Viet- Vietnam. That's right. Who yes. actually can take. He's, you know, the, the guy's talking to him about, uh, you know, how'd you take that torture and everything? And he talked about how he works through it. And then when these bozos break into his home, they're trying to get him to give up something. And they shove his hand down into the garbage disposal. Oh. And Devane is just sort of like leaning over the sink. And he's like not screaming or Spoiler anything. Spoiler alert, this is a 30-year-old movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if yeah, you, it's you, fine. You know, you're fine. You're, you know, if you haven't, tough luck. Exactly. But he's just like, he's just like grimacing. But he's not screaming or anything as they're grinding his hand away. It's like, oh, and this burns it's a little. so yeah. bad. And it was just like, yeah, I, I don't like garbage disposals anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, they, so uh, that movie. I mean, it's one of Tarantino's favorite films. And, okay. And you know, That'll I mean, tell you a lot right there. I, no I shit. think I remember watching uh, Heroes with you when somebody put their hand in a garbage disposal and you, you did a pretty busy, visible There plunge. you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I would suggest, like, going if you're a fan of that kind of cinema and the the crackpot wave they were doing movies back then, I would suggest watching that one. Of course, I'm still into the, the old-style horror films like Herschel Gordon Lewis. Uh, I, I was track. I tracked down this movie a few years ago that I saw when I was a kid. It was called uh, Ten Thousand Maniacs. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. You guys know the movie? Yeah, it's yeah, a good classic. Well yeah. It's a classic. And I, Natalie Merchant. Right. Yes, that's the one. Exactly <laughs> the one. Right, right. It's good stuff. Before she started punching Paul Simon. <laughs> so I, I had finally tracked down the movie a few years ago after not seeing it since I was like a kid. I mean, I watched this movie when I was like six or seven years old. I think that's why it shows. Up it as I am. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I remember the only vivid scene I remember from when I was six was where they put the guy in the in the barrel and like they put the nails in and then roll them down. Rolling down the hill. That was the only scene I remembered in my head. I'm like, I gotta track down this movie. The formative years. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, all I remember. There's I think so that was a real thing. thing. I think I, it, I think that was a real medieval torture. I no, yeah. it was in the movie, but it might have been a real torture. I've heard the, that so many medieval tortures have been debunked. It's like the they? Victorians, the Vic, you know, the Victorian era, the Victorian port torture point. The yeah, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Actually, it's like they talk. They talk some shit. Oh, this is what they did in the medieval times, and uh, you know, a lot they really didn't do. And then, of course, you know, I had a party at my house on Sunday for uh, wrestling pay-per-view, which I won't get into. Oh, okay. But the food was great. The food was great. <laughs> the, that's all I'm going to say. That the How was the was, parking? The parking was perfect. Everybody everybody found a spot, Jeff, by my wow. house. Nobody know? had to park around the block? No. Well, you that's a milestone, Jeff, that you pulled that out. <laughs> Of all people, he asked well, me. Well, this is the episode Applause. for Milestones. Brace yourself, shockers. It's here it comes. The gloves are right. off. Right. That's right. Somebody's getting married here, and uh, there's a. It's not, not, not a dream, not an imaginary story. I'm not it's marrying you. No matter what you say, I'm not marrying you. Hey. <laughs> I yeah, we, we, we misled Andy and told him he was getting laid this episode. So. Oh, man. So well, maybe we could get him here. Jeff's yeah. sitting, <laughs> Jeff sitting next to him, and you decided to show up, so he's getting it from somewhere. There's nobody here I find that attractive. <laughs> Thank God. I had an odd culinary experience yesterday. What? Oh, yeah. Damn. What was her name? Hey, <laughs> oh. Heyo. Uh, found myself at Vince Neal's restaurant at Circus Circus. Why? 
happened to be passing by at the moment. And I didn't know the, he had a restaurant. So from, you just aside, randomly show aside, up at Circus aside, Circus? No, no one randomly shows up at Circus Circus. Went to Adventure Dome. Oh, okay. Had to try out the new El Loco Coaster, which is fantastic, by the way. But Circus Circus is still a dearth of places to eat. They have a great oh, yeah. steakhouse, one of the best in town. Yes, they do. Uh, but aside from that, ooh, slim pickings. And it's dilapidated, too. I've had many guests complain about that place. Like, it, it's... The, the, they said the rooms are just horribly... The circus Circus in general? Yeah, Circus Circus in general. Like, the rooms are falling apart. It's an old uh, place. Yeah, Wait, but, but they yeah. haven't renovated it in probably two decades. It I'm, might be older than Andy. Um, it, Holy crap. No, it isn't, actually. <laughs> um, I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea of somebody who's going to Las Vegas and saying at Circus Circus and going to eat at your restaurant. Yeah, really. Wow. <laughs> that You know what? That's a good point. That's actually a very a big contradiction there. Maybe maybe that's how they can afford the restaurant. They go to Circus Circus. I don't know. I just I'm saying this motel sick, but the fog was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so ended up at uh, yeah, priorities, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> Vince Neal's Tattoo, I think, yep, is the yep. name he of it. He has one at uh, the the uh, the old LVH. Building, the LVH. Okay, what is it called now? The Westgate. Westgate. Yes. Westgate. Sorry. Isn't that the name of his vodka over there yes, on the shelf is. too? Okay. It is. Okay. That, I, that I got on sale. Um, <laughs> You'd have to get That's it in sale. a wine bottle, no less. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yes. So on the menu was a Krispy Kreme burger. Okay. Oh, let's hear this. Yeah. As a burger connoisseur. A hamburger Wait. with bacon and cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickle, and instead of a bun... A Krispy Kreme donut slice. Okay, but this is not a new yeah. thing. This Hold is on. yeah. This is something that a lot of places have, this, but it's the only place in town I know that has yeah. this. Hold on, and, and I've I've read about it. Yeah, I heard about it. So I had to try. So you, you had know, to go. You for know it. what? Just by hearing this, I as as a person who eats hamburgers like on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and who has the love of hamburgers that makes them frequently. Okay, they I already can tell you what they fucked up on by adding lettuce, tomato, and pickle to that hamburger. Well, I'll tell you what: lettuce, tomato, pickles on the side. Option. Oh, okay. Got it, bit into it, and boy, is that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it has no business having that great a flavor ever. I needed a fripple layer just hearing about it. Yeah, okay. yeah it's the, one of those things you will have once because if you have it again, uh, you will not survive it. Right. Yeah, the go. comments online I've read about those types of burgers, they said it's perfect with the bacon and the cheese and the, and mm-hmm. the glazed donut. It is like, it's a weird flavor combination that just, it just works. Now, I will say by the time I was done with it, I was done with it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, the last bite was almost forced. <laughs> but but that first bite was amazing. Serving size, one per lifetime. And uh, and to pair with it, a a bubblegum alcoholic drink what? was just a, a, nice. a beautiful, wow. beautiful thing. What kind? What's it called? Uh, well, they use Three Olives Bubble, which is a bubblegum flavored vodka. Right, right. They mix it with some uh, one of the Rockstar flavors, a little Sprite, and it is a stellar, mm. stellar drink. That sounds tasty. Kudos to you, Vince Neil, and your odd little restaurant. It was actually really good. My girl had this this shrimp dish that was really tasty. We both enjoyed ourselves. Nice, cool, and had karaoke there at the same time. It was it was <laughs> joyful. I've been trying to do some toy shopping this week. Aha! This was last week for Maddie Collector, wasn't it? Oh, it didn't go through. What do you mean it didn't go through? They didn't get enough? They got 90% of their Maddie Collector sale. Yeah, so 90% for the subscriptions for the for this year's He-Man uh, subscription service. So it means nobody Master gets U- anything? Master Universe Classics. Well, they're opening it up for this weekend. Two more days of sales. So two more days. If they don't reach the 100%, 
but what happens? gives me a feeling that they're going to go through no matter what. Okay, ninety percent. That's a lot. It is a lot. I don't know. Do you think I, they set the bar too high? No, that they're only getting ninety percent. No, or? just people are done. It, it's a. I have a ton of He-Man toys now. <laughs> I mean, it's a ton. It's a ton. I don't even know. And, the, okay. I don't even know the total tally right now, but it's a sick. ton. Now, it's is sick. there? Are there any that you just you wish you did not have to purchase? Yes. <laughs> what? That's the problem with okay. the subscription okay. service. That, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to, yeah. to find out. Now, not, what, it's not what the percentage would you say? Like five percent of the uh, figures? More like ten. You think it's as high as ten? Yeah. Okay. Because you got like the Star Sisters, who I never would have got. Okay. Uh, the um, they made this pack out of the. Uh, the wep the, the the little warriors that were in the model kits that weren't even a thing. They made these weird little guys. They're cool looking, but they're not, you know, from the series. Um, I don't know. That's a, well, maybe maybe only like maybe only ten ten percent. Did I say ten percent? Yeah, that's I right. said five, and you said no. I'd say more like 10. yeah, about ten. But there's not a lot that I didn't want they're they're all really great designs the four horsemen they never disappoint i think the star sisters have been the only real uh misstep for them and some of the princess of power stuff that i'm not a huge fan of but i love what they did with swift wind and she-ra is beautiful and um i guess they're coming out with arrow which i could fucking give or take a uh bow's horse like no don't need bow's horse yeah give me fucking stridor that's what we want we want stridor the mechanical horse but they're still holding things back in terms requires a whole new sculpt well no they're not doing too much holding back now they're 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 pretty much done there's only like eight figures that they haven't redone from the original line maybe 12 if tops and that's it and but they're but they're squeezing all the princes of power they're putting in new adventure stuff they're putting in extra little things (laughs) so it's making it really tricky to get everything out there the only one that I really desperately want that's not coming out this year is uh, Drag Store. And that's not for sure that he's not coming out this year. But if he comes out this year, then I would have I would have very little reason to want to even subscribe like I have. Uh, they got a couple of really cool exclusives that are coming. Ular is going to be their first release. It's basically the wild He-Man. With, okay. Like, basically looks like a the Conan. Tarzan. Looks like Tarzan more oh, okay. than anything. How is the wife taking the collection? Oh, she's fine with it. She doesn't care. It keeps me happy. Because when you were discussing this in the beginning of this, you were sort of nervous of playing with your wedding ring. <laughs> oh, I just always fiddle with. I just always fiddle with my wedding ring. That's just my nervous habit. I fiddle with my wedding ring. Um, but uh, no, she's totally cool with it. She she's cool. But but I mean, at this point, like if it doesn't go through. I'm okay. I'll breathe. I'll breathe the sigh of relief. It'll be it's, fine. It's an out of sight, out of mind thing for her, Andy. It's like she doesn't have to look at it. It, it it's doesn't a hefty exist. Expense. Like, like his dick. It's a hefty expense. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a very. It's a hefty expense, that and is. it's a big commitment. Seriously, you know, you don't have to. You can just stop. I did anytime it. You no, want. you can't. Not when you're this deep in. <laughs> Not when you're this deep in. And there are some really great figures still coming. Um, so anyway. But this, but this is the last year. They aren't going to do it, ne- and then clearly now there's not going to be anything more. There'll be some one-offs and some exclusives and some shit that'll cost ridiculous money online, which is how it's going to be. So it's all it's all going to go into like specialty collectors and cherry pickers and people who just get it at the right time. But it's still it's a beautiful line. There'll never be another one like it. The articulation is incredible. The four horsemen are the greatest toy sculptors of this generation. There will never be that you won't be able to get the level of detail packaging quality that's coming off of these, this toy line ever again for that price. Hmm. It just won't happen. Where do you think uh, the four horsemen might go from here? Uh, I don't know. My little pony. I have no idea. 
It's they a big do, market. They right do now. a lot of other stuff. They do a lot of their other. They do these. They do this really great. You know that Gothropolis stuff that they had. Yeah, they do other sculpting for Mattel too, not just the He Man. They line, do. Right? Okay. They, they do some, but they do their own thing too. They have their own lines, and they did this line of uh, uh, like an offshoot from the Gothropolis with these birds. Okay. Fucking beautiful, dude. Uh, but you had to get in early on the subscription thing. I missed the boat on that one, kinda. I'm not a big bird dude exactly, but the, but the one Gothropolis guy I got has the Horus head, so it is kind of a bird thing. I guess that one sold really well, so they kind of okay. picked up on that. But man, check those out. Check you guys mean literally birds? They're like sculptures. They're, of birds. they're like they're like humanoids with bird heads. They're awesome. Like it's like uh, uh, one of them like is a, is a cardinal. Like you got a cardinal face. They did like a crazy flamingo one, and then they they all have wings, of course, that attach at the back and very articulated and they came, they they did all this kickstarter stuff and they they had all these different goals and they met everything they went full on so like it's like they're releasing like bone wings so it's going to like like chicken skeletal wings that they're going to have <laughs> as the you know really fucking cool stuff all kinds of extra weapons packs exchangeable heads all kind of crazy shit uh it's it's a great line uh check them out beautifully sculpted toys uh but i mean the for, the horseman just can do no wrong but anyway i'm uh I'm looking for Krang today. Classic Krang is out there. I found the classic turtles from the movie figures. Okay. But they look pretty close to the cl- the classic cartoon ones. And I really wasn't interested in getting another wave of those. But I was looking for Krang, old school Krang. He's out there. Is it the Krang with the, the little tiny, like, miniature robot body thing? Not the, He doesn't have the android body. He just yeah. has the... Yeah, just the little... With the, the, the claws. The little glass pod yeah. that yeah, he yeah, sits yeah. in and the claws. Exactly. Why did they never release the android? Cause they did. They did? Yeah. Okay. He's incredibly it, expensive. Big, right? Right. Okay. I never saw that. I mean, I always thought it was stupid. Like, in the cartoon, you know, here he's yep. in this big android body, the, the stomach area, and then it's like... Oh, cool! Krang is now a figure yeah, that he's in this. If you got three hundred bucks to spare, you can get thing. one. You can get one online. It's three hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, I have three hundred dollars <laughs> to spare, but I wouldn't spend it on that. Well, there you go. Um, but uh, they did come out with a Krang. Anyway, I went, and that was what I was specifically looking, looking for. And the guy at Toys R Us says, "Can I help you?" I says, "Yeah, I'm looking for the re-release of Krang." And he's like, "Oh, I think we're all out of them." And I think somebody got a bunch of them nefariously. I'm like, "What? Nefariously?" Yeah, and he's like. Yeah, found a bunch of open packs. Oh, they'd gone in there and gotten all the arms and everything. And I was like, "What bastards!" I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of bummed about that. <laughs> but last night at Walmart, oh, I found the new 16-inch Boba Fett. It's awesome. You got this new wave of 16-inch figures. Okay, right. So far, I've seen Chewie. Now I've seen uh, they had the speeder bike trooper. Okay, eh, I hate that design. I guess there's a Han Solo out there somewhere. I haven't seen him. But this is the first time I'd seen the Boba Fett in that scale. And it's really well done. So is Boba Fett the same size as Chewie? Because that's wrong. Close. Eh. Chewie's a little bit taller. Okay. They, they, built, they bulked him up. But, um, man, this Boba Fett is great looking. And it's just really cool to see. They're tying all this shit in for the Episode 7. Okay. With uh, Rebels. The mm-hmm. new cartoon. Sure. They're really transitioning into episode seven with this. And it's just neat to see this really beautiful new packaging. And there's that Disney on the side, you know? It says Disney right there. I'm like, oh, man. And I'm just it's real first, now. Well, it's the first time I'm buying <laughs> Star Wars toys, and it's Disney. Disney on it, yeah. And part of me is, like, very, very happy because 
the quality is going up. These figures look great. Clearly, Disney has mad channels as far as production lines that can get this stuff out there. Economics of scale. They're starting to know what... I mean, they they know what the fans of Disney want. You know what I mean? If you go to Disneyland, you can get... Yeah. If You know what I mean? Like, there's these... Like, we know that we have a... Uh, a bunch of Lilo and Stitch fanatics. Sure. And we know exactly what they want. And they make those products, right? I mean, that's some niche shit. And they are, I mean, they're going to start hitting the niches on us Star Wars guys pretty hard. <laughs> I can hardly wait to get my black Imperial R2. Right? I just want a black Imperial R2, goddammit. D- dude, <laughs> that can happen. I yeah, think they're already they, out there. They have the build your own droid thing there at uh, at Disneyland, where it's oh, uh, it's got all these little. little all these different little parts, and you just put your figure together. Hey, you want to sit there, Andy? Your <laughs> R two and your whatever your your R two unit. Put so it together. it's coming. So they should have the black. That's very exciting. I'm very just cool. really excited about that as a collector. Disney's going to do wonders for Star Wars toys. Hey, speaking of Star Wars, uh, I posted something the other night that I found about um, some guy turned me on to it. Um, oh, some guy turned uh, you on? Yes, turned oh. me on. No kidding. First oh, time yeah. for everything. Talk uh, about Grindhouse. The Star Wars, uh, <laughs> some guy created like these Star Wars Western toys. Like he took them, but t- kind of had in different names. And I was just like, man, if they really made a Star Wars Western, and they would have to name them every other name in the book. They did. They called it Firefly. All yep. right. But I mean, like yeah. a real Western, we're talking like a true to life Western kind of thing. Um, these toys looked legit, and I was like, "Man, make this into a fucking movie!" I'd I'd put the shit money into it. I really would. I'd put a lot of money into that movie <laughs> if it could be done right. Tens if, of if, dollars. You hear us, Lucas? <laughs> oh yeah. Tens of dollars. Giving up that burger budget. That's, that's all I could afford. Similarly, right. <laughs> I've seen that with I've seen them steampunked up, and it looked pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Lucas is done with but all that's, that. But he's, that's the thing. He's hands off. Uh, Star yeah. Wars. Lucas was no no fool about any of that. Everything that he did was extremely thought out. And the Macquarie, how do you pronounce that? Macquarie? Macquarie stuff. All of the, from from the original trilogy, the, even more so to a degree in the new saga, the shitty prequels, he was obsessed with making sure everything had connection to myth. Jar Jar Pink says connection to myth? Yep. Well, design-wise, and especially like the design of uh, what's his name, Darth Darth Maul. Darth Maul is like the epitome of evil, as envisioned by probably twenty different cultures around the world. Right, I remember that. Right, he just got all these. It's like the horns, the 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 red, the tattoos, the eyes, the way the face works, the clothing. British teeth, all yeah, British teeth, <laughs> all of it. I found it cool. Yeah, all of it um, was influenced, you know, that way, and it's so entrenched his ideas and these larger, these larger um, tropes and uh, stereotype sort of personas. They're all so strong and entrenched in the mythological that they they do stand the test of being put into other genres and styles, and they still can flow. Yeah. Because he was influenced by all the great archetypes of the past, I would I would go so far as to say actually what uh, Andy was joking, but I think that the stuff that he doesn't quite do that with, a la Jar Jar, that kind of stands out as a result. It kind of mm-hmm. like that that's that's the the big thud, you know, in the the nice little china shop mm-hmm. of uh, creation there. 
All right, so uh, these Star Wars Western toys that I was just referring to, I found the website. Okay. It is Silos Workshop, so it's S-I-L-L-O-F.com, and the toys are called West Wars, so they're like totally renamed characters but still have the same formative names that they sure. would have. Um, like R2-D2, this guy would be Rusty, Ranson, D, Dalton. Cute. Right? Cute. Or Clarence Pepero. Mm-hmm. Get it? Yeah. So. Is R2-D2 a robot or is he a guy? No, he's a guy. Look. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, these are yeah, all look like human- look, look, <laughs> shockers. <laughs> all, all of you people who Everybody are listening to this, look. go to that website I just told you about. Look, listeners, look. Pull over in your car. Go to that website. By the way, the 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 four horsemen birds thing. I quickly looked at that, and wow, that's pretty fucking awesome. They're so good. There's that's the thing. It's like even the few figures that I didn't really want from from Masters Universe, I'm usually okay with, and and some of them I'm really happy with. Like one of the first figures that I was like, oh, here we go, was Clawful. I was kind of like, oh, Clawful. So I had him oh, as, as, as I had him out as a kid. <laughs> I was like, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, he's you know he's part of the main horde of baddies, and and he you know he's one of Skeletor's right hand guys and all that kind of thing. But when I got him, I'm like, god damn it, they just fucking knock it out of the park. They knock it out of the park. Now they fucked up Rio Blast. Rio Blast, not is Rio my, Blast. Every fa- one of my favorites ever, <laughs> and it's not it's not very good. But that's the thing is like. The, they don't put the action features on them anymore, so it's like you got to attach everything instead of it being incorporated into the skull. What was Rio Blast supposed to do? What Rio Blast did? Didn't it toucan bill? Kind did you guys of fly ever see and, Rio Blast? Oh, I don't wait, know no, what you're I'm talking sorry. about. Rio Blast was was in the last wave, the second to last wave of of, any, of all Masters figures, and he was their cowboy. And oh, okay. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite toys ever. Period. He's just the best toy, and you, he has a big old backpack. And then he has a chest. He has his chest, his legs, and his arms. What happens is, he's kind of like a transformer in a way. You pull his chest open, and it's got a double barrel gun. So Paul, oh, Paul do you need a okay. bigger mic or I something? Now. Huh? Do you need a bigger mic or something? Why? You keep missing it. <laughs> Am I missing? Don't it? interrupt him. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> so you stick, you stick uh, the, uh, or you pull the, the the chest down, and boom! There's two big double barrel guns come out there. His arms have guns that swivel back up against his wrist and then can just quickly swivel out. His thighs, you pull open his thighs and he has thigh guns that usually stick in there and look like just part of his chaps. Mm -hmm. And then his backpack comes up and over his head and becomes a giant, uh, like, okay, like, uh, guided, guided missile type design. Like, Like, he has a visor. He's looking through a visor, and he's got two big, uh, big guns on the side. So he just—he suddenly has eight guns pointed at you, and it's the blink of an eye. You buried the lead. This thing has chaps. Yeah, he has chaps. <laughs> I knew that was going to get you. You said chaps, and it was like, oh, Andy got wet. Andy's, Andy's, a chaps Andy's, man. A, Andy's trigger word. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, Rio Blast was one of my absolute favorites, and he's not the greatest because he's they, not functional. He's not functional, but he is. Like, the backpack does come up and over okay. his head. But the legs don't do the But it do doesn't fit right. Oh, all right. Like, yeah, it the, looks the like new, he's looking under it and shit. The new figure and the old figure don't look anything alike. And I, it still it still looks cool. It's a cool sculpt, but it's rare that they make Golly. missteps, and I still like their shit. Fair enough. But I'll be okay either way if this doesn't go through. <laughs> it'll save me. It'll save me probably two grand next year. Can't, which you ain't can't bad. Hit home run on every single it's, one. It's some variation of Glappy, right? Well, I'll be very <laughs> Glappy, very, Paul. That's that's what I say about dating a supermodel. It's like I'm okay either way it goes. 
<laughs> you know what? You've heard it here. Collecting He-Man is like dating a supermodel. Yeah. In my mind. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that. Come on. That's, That's yeah. my justification. Basic. If it doesn't go through, I've saved a lot of money. <laughs> Not really. No. Supermodels aren't in it for the dough. They love you for you. Oh, shit. I've been doing this wrong. There it is. News you don't give a shit about. I mean, besides the He-Man crap? <laughs> you better just watch it. You are dancing on the thin line. Yeah, he's already had the red Thin Bull, line of and now ice. He's the coke. News you don't give a shit about. Betty Boop is returning to the big screen. No oh, Lord. <laughs> With Simon Cowell's Psycho Entertainment uh, in developing and producing the first feature-length film for the cartoon. Did you say Psycho? Uh, I said S-Y-C-O. Okay. Psycho. Yeah, yeah. The project has been in the works for several months, with Fleischer Studios, owner of the Betty Boop character, partnering with Psycho Entertainment and Animal Logic, who performed the animation for the Lego movie, on a music-driven hybrid animated comedy. Uh, Betty Boop first appeared in 1930, and the bobbed-haired, short-skirted character became the first female animated star. Betty Boop appeared in over 100 cartoons. Her last movie appearance was a cameo in Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1988. Cowell, who has a first-look deal with Sony Pictures, is best known as a TV producer for American Idol and The X Factor. He's produced feature films One Direction and One Chance for Sony. Quoting uh, Cowell, Betty is an icon and one of the biggest stars in the world. I'm thrilled to be working with her. Betty, I've worked with some serious divas, but I think you could be the biggest of them all. I just tried to hold in my disdain as much as I could. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I literally am holding it in. I, don't, I think I was just about to vomit I heard the for breathy, the breathy release of your disdain. <laughs> yeah, I was just actually thinking about to vomit. That's how I felt. Is there any mention of bimbo? No, no mention of bimbo. Mm. Just. Probably saving it for the sequel. Yeah, you gotta go. You, you, got go. Somewhere, you have to have somewhere to go. Bimbo's yeah. the dog. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you seem surprised. Your obscure you know. gauntlet has been picking up fact check and thrown back at you. <laughs> I, I completely believe that uh, Torgo knew what I was talking about and was with me on that one. Um, I'm glad I sold that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he had no fucking clue, and then Paul just like, "Yep, yeah, I got it." News you don't give a shit about the Fault in Our Stars director Josh Boone is in talks to write direct the big screen adaptation of Anne Rice's novel The Last uh, sorry, The Vampire Lestat. Producers Brian Grazer, Alex Kurtzman, or Roberto and Roberta Orsi and Roberta Orsi have all signed off uh, on the Boone's hiring. Uh, Universal recently acquired the rights to all of Rice's novels in the Vampire Chronicles series. The Vampire Lestat will be the first of many books that will get adapted for the big screen. The report goes on to say that, quote, rather than remake an interview with a vampire, the new film is expected to draw from the second and third books in Rice's series, The Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned, and will likely be faithful to the source material, unquote. You know, I, uh, sounding like a young teenager here, mm-hmm. I actually read The Fault in Our Stars not long ago. I, I did too in the last couple of months. That was a damn very emotional book, let me tell you. Beautiful book. John Green's written. an amazing writer. The movie didn't live up to the expectations. You didn't, I didn't see it. I did so. see it. Okay, so just because I, wa- I, wa- I read the book and I well, wanted to see the movie. Sure, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you told me that because I was on the fence of it. I, <laughs> what? Oh, I just said the new the new movie is going to be infomercial with a vampire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to sell teeth sharpeners. 
Okay, I haven't Sham-wow. read Fault Sham-wow. in the Stars or uh, or seen it. So what's the tie-in to uh, in- interview well, the, the director? Member? The director just, who oh who just did, the director okay. who did the movie is doing. Oh, all right. That. Okay. So I mean, I I, I thought Curtsy might have like no. signed off on <laughs> Fault of the Stars. Well, or if Orsi is signing off on it, then we're already <laughs> fucked. <laughs> well, they're gonna try and incorporate some of those elements, like Lestat's gonna be dying of cancer, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that dude, sounds, that I, sounds I would be, I would no. actually that'd be Why? a decent film. How? <laughs> How? No, I want to see John Green do a YouTube 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 U-turd. This is John Green's U-turd. I, if you hey the, Hank, watch this. Uh, oh, but. <laughs> You know, that's one of the darkest internet rabbit holes. <laughs> you get on U-Turd, you're just there yeah, for days. Yeah. I'm telling you, I took off from work and everything. I couldn't <laughs> pry <laughs> myself from my seat. And and you know what I mean. There's so many There's so many different versions. Like, like you know, I'm a spiral guy. Do you guys like spiral? <laughs> there's a spiral channel where it's all because me, I can't get anything just except devastating meteor-like no, I, no, we, I'm, we I'm death a, balls. I'm a Dairy Queen mound upon mound guy. <laughs> Myself. Gotcha. Oh gotcha. my god. <laughs> I tend to go for the nugget plopper. Nugget plopper. Oh, yeah. well, well, see, because okay, that's, okay. that's healthy. That's apparently the sign <laughs> yeah, of good health. You know, Torgo, <laughs> what's the matter with you? Healthy. I like the healthy channel. That just bits of corn in it too. <laughs> as, as you I, poo. As I told my roommate once, you're allowed to chew it. <laughs> but you don't have to. <laughs> were you were you pointing were you pointing at the bathroom? <laughs> You're allowed to chew it. Wow, that's Andy's channel on the U-Turd. U-Turd.com slash Andy. You're allowed to chew it. You're allowed to chew it. That's going to be a sequel to it's go- what's going in my mouth. You're allowed to chew it. He said he didn't want to eat corn because he didn't like to see it again. I'm like, you're allowed to chew it. Oh, you've taken the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah, really? News you don't give a shit about. Talking Bat- about giving a shit. <laughs> you, you turd. Uh, Battlefield Hardline is taking a bit That's of a heat. Channel on you turd. <laughs> it's taking a bit of heat. Oh, this in is conservative, a hard line. In, oh, th- taking heat here. My ass is a battlefield. <laughs> the, song, the song by Pat Benatar. The line must be drawn here. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. That's it. Oh no. His ass is a battlefield. <laughs> we are young, straining and pushing. <laughs> Too hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's a trio Cameron song now. Come on, Laren Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Only a fart came. <laughs> My ass uh, is a battlefield. Yeah, you gotta hate those. Now you sit brokenhearted. <laughs> <laughs> Paid to Paid. shit and only farted. <laughs> Remember when you had to pay for toilets? No. Me neither. <laughs> Actually, I do. Yes, I, I do, do remember. I do remember a few pay toilets uh, back when I was a kid. There, there were a couple. Oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You put a dime in. My Very rare. My first experience with pay toilets was uh, at home. Fi- no, 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 no. <laughs> my, <laughs> my brother just stood outside of the door. <laughs> Give me a quarter. Get your quarter, motherfucker. No. <laughs> My I gotta f- go, god damn it! No, it's a quarter, or oh. you can use the outside bucket. Uh, it's a turtle my- head! I gotta go, Mom! Mom! Wait, I'm, don't go yet. I'm, I'm gonna take this dogging. for you, Poop. I'm prairie dogging, please! Prairie dogging! Turtle heading and prairie dogging. 
Oh, jeez. Another another two of Andy's channels one? on U-Turd <laughs> slash Andy. What's the other one? The, the fucking, uh, what's Pumbaa and Timon? What's, yeah. what's Hakuna that Matata? What? What's, what? Hakuna Matata. Oh, I got a Hakuna Matata. No, uh, what's that? What's those Hakuna things called? Matata. Meerkat. What a Meerkat. wonderful poop. Meerkat. 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 Yeah, I got a Meerkat mayor. Meerkat. God damn it. Get out of there, Paul. I'm Meerkat. I'm Meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Bonzo and I love how I never right I, now. They I, just I, I love how I don't even get to, to, to even start my story because Oh you started you your story? story? <laughs> Once this starts happening, I zone out. Yeah. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good. Oh, my family and I we went to Pike's Peak. They take the train that goes they all the way. They charge you to, to shit top. on Pike's Peak? When I'm you, Pike Pete in here, god damn it, Paul, get out of there. Only at the top. Only yeah, at the top. when you get to the top, they have the observation <laughs> center. The story writes itself. They, they have the observation tower p- p- on the top. Observation. <laughs> Why is this like live streaming for you, turd? People, pe- people in glass bathrooms. Oh, live streaming, you turd. Live, live streaming is the other side. <laughs> Jeffrey, upset yet? <laughs> I actually kind of want to hear the story now. So carry on. <laughs> Yeah, and Paul and I have made it interesting for Andy now, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. <coughs> so he tops Pike's Peak. You were at the top of Pike's Peak. <laughs> and you had to take a shit. He's lost interest no, in No, I didn't. You didn't? We got to the top. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of story? I didn't have to shit or anything. I just remember they had pay Well, toilet. I was trying to tell the story, but because the whole derail thing here happened, I got to... Just never mind. You think there were... <laughs> You think there were rails anywhere in this? <laughs> okay, so you derailed at top of Pike's Peak when you had to shit. You take a train to the top. Okay. There's no bathroom on the train. And it's a good half hour climb. How do they get the away with that? Oh, that sounds actually fucking typical. So when you get to the <laughs> when you get to the top <laughs> Kirsten with his fucking no bathrooms on trains face. He's like, God damn it, just again. Oh. Uh, I'd like to purchase a ticket I, on your I'm train. S- no offense, Jeff, but I'm so tired of hearing these stories from people about no bathrooms on trains. <laughs> trains make me sick. <laughs> anyway, fucking. Typical. What I was trying to say is there was some kid on the train, like all the t- all the, all the way, all the whole half hour up the mountain. He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, mom. I gotta go to the bathroom. Gotta go to the bathroom. Gotta go to the, bathroom. the whole half hour. Uh huh. So we finally get to the top, and I had to go to the restroom too. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You said before so, you didn't lie your pants on fire. I just had, one, I just had to two. piss. I didn't have to do number two. Oh, okay. All right. You got me. That's right. You so said you I didn't go, have to shit. I go into the restroom, and I'm like standing at the urinal, and I hear that same kid that all the way up the mountain has been crying. Oh, damn. That's creepy. His, his dad has him by the hand. They get over there, and the dad's like, oh, God, because every stall is a pay stall. And he's like digging through his pockets for change. <laughs> and you threw and change at no him, change. right? You were like, go, no, fuck. I finished <laughs> my business and got the fuck out of there. <laughs> but it was hilarious. There's like a row of like 20 toilets, and they're all locked yeah. with that pay yeah, yeah, yeah. lock thing. How you much did, you didn't were want to they? Do you remember? Under. I want to say they were like a quarter. Like, they were a quarter. quarter is what I remember. Yeah. That might have been my favorite journey of a story. Yeah, a well, in time. other news, I was constipated the other night. Did he. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I don't this know what it. happened. I, I got out of there. I lift him up. The, and, kid, uh, the kid was screaming too much. I was like, fuck this. Sinks. I'm out of here. That's where the sink great. happens. Shitting in the sink? God. I guess the following year, though, they took all the paylocks Only when I was drunk. Once. People were throwing a big fit about that. Yeah, there was a lawsuit in New York. A lawsuit mm-hmm. because you're causing people Because a pain. woman had like three kids and they all had to go and she gets in there. They're the pay toilet. She didn't have change. And it was like, this is fucking ridiculous. And it is kind of ridiculous. Go ahead and shit in the sink. It's ridiculous. Plumbing isn't free. Who's <laughs> you don't give a shit about? Like, once again, Battlefield Hardline is taking a bit of heat in conservative circles for using imagery and language that some insist is meant to malign members of the Tea Party. An article on conservative-leading publication Breitbart.com has concluded that the inclusion of the Gazden flag, the popular symbol of the Tea Party, according to the publication, that's the Don't Tread on Me flag, and the tone of the criminals of the game, who are clearly racist based on the dialogue, is a projection of what the developers think the Tea Party is all about, according to him. Quote, The political posturing on display, however, is sure to turn off some gamers, Breitbart writer Noah Dulles concludes. Probably not. Whether the sequence shown at the Gamescom is simply a one-off encounter or indicative of a more partisan message yet to be revealed, its inclusion is the first demonstration of the game's single-player storyline sure to make conservative gamers wary of what other surprises may await them in the finished product. What a bunch of horseshit. (laughs) True. First I am, of all. No, I'm actually Bonzo. I'm sure that that one gamer is going to be very upset. They're them. That one person. Yep. Yeah. Because um, I'm sorry that your whole organization, the Tea Party, makes yourself out to look like a bunch <laughs> of jackasses. Sorry, it's true. It's I mean, they truly do bring it upon themselves. You know, you know, you I can't, mean, you can't just say it's just the Gazan flag is Tea yeah, Party. That's They've exactly got a wide it. range of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> The whole um, right wing. That it's, that flag had been meant had been used to you know symbolize crazy since well before the Tea Party was even a thing. Yeah, so, like yeah. they didn't say, invent the tinfoil hat. Like yeah, exactly. Say, one of my favorite quotes. Regardless, oh, go ahead. it's not my quote, but um, people have the right to be offended, but they do not have the right to not be offended. Damn right. That's Stick right. it up your butt. That's fine. Yeah, and I'm still going to play that. Don't game buy the game. It looks amazing. Don't buy the game. Tell your friends not to buy the game. That's yeah. as much as you get to do. That's it. That's yeah. as much Board as you God. get to do. That's, That's what it. you really want to do. You're not gonna hurt, it's not hurting anybody. You, yeah, you take them, take away the money that you were going to give them if you were going to give them money, and that's it. And shut up. Yeah. Okay. Shut your face. All right, now I have to play devil's advocate. What if it was, you know, not the tea party? What if it was, you know... Uh, Everything a, is up for mockery. A, yeah. Everything okay. is up for yeah, satire. This if, is- when, the, when, when, when people stop... Allowing satire, dangerous shit is coming. If you cannot, if something is too precious to be mocked, it is. It has far too much uh, importance and is dangerous and is bad. If you can't take a joke, I was just reading this whole this uh, thing about this uh, lady giving a speech at Oxford, I believe it was in Princeton. I can't recall what. Uh, now I'm gonna fuck it, fuck it all up. Okay, uh, giving a speech at Pri- Princeton about memes. <clears throat> all right. And about how uh, religion is kind of where a lot of that started, you know, symbolism repeated over and over again. Okay, yeah. You know, passed on from person to person, catches on, you know, the fish, whatever you you want, any, all these, there's millions of symbols and building designs and all kinds of stuff that get repeated over and over again. And as she's using religious examples of 
what does even meme stand for? Multiply emu- multiple emulated. It's a Latin. It's short for a Latin phrase. Yeah, but it, but it's but it's but like m- mimography. Yeah, yeah, like mimeograph. It's from it's like mimeograph. Latin like, root. Making copies of stuff. Yeah, yeah, a copy of a copy of a copy. Uh, but as she's getting into using religion as a way to uh, articulate her point, using religious symbols and things like that as a way to articul- articulate her point about memes over the generations, over the centuries, a bunch of people get up in a huff in a lecture hall in one of the higher learning centers and walk out and she's like, what's up? And they're like, you're offending us. I was like, well, what, what the what is like your, your mind is not open enough to hear an opposing view. If that is the, in fact, the case, if you are finding this to be some kind of opposing view, that I'm just didn't even sound like it was an opposing view. Exactly. It sounded like it was a critical analysis. Exactly, of symbology. and that's just it. The that that stuff when you do, when your belief system does not allow for critical thought, you are in dangerous territory. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. tired of I'm tired of living in a society where we're holding on to values that were from the 20th century, from the 19th century. Fuck it. We're supposed to be in a progressive society. We need to start trying to act like a progressive society and stop trying to be like holding ourselves back from trying to get a good future. The reason why we haven't had all this space shit that we've wanted to do is because we're too busy trying to take care of shit here. Well, they have a point with the space stuff. Well, no, I'm even not if saying we that, meet but, aliens, but they're, they're, they're not going to be Christian, and that's no good. It's true. That's for sure. They're that's all damned sure. to hell anyway. Oh, what are you wasting our money for? You Man, get what I'm isn't we it going to mess your head if they are? <laughs> we need to fix this stuff. <laughs> Would that be we need amazing? To fix stuff in order for us to move forward, and we're not fixing stuff. We're basically just holding our, ourselves back as humans. That's well, shoot. When, uh, when Torgo and I went and saw the Book of Mormon at the Smith Center, there was, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 people. Yeah. It just like, and it was like two at a time. They just got up and walked out. And sure. at first, I'm thinking, oh, you know, they go to the restroom. Did or they something. think they were? No, they never came back. Like there was a there was a couple in the row in front of us that never came back. Were they Mormons and just thought I, it wasn't? I like... don't know. I it, honestly, with as popular as this musical is, you had to know going in that yeah, this but you is see a, a musical. Title and you just you well, know? but yeah, but it's a musical satire. There have been slews of reviews about it, saying that saying if you don't have a thick yeah, enough skin no, that, to go see this and enjoy it, that's what it you is. You shouldn't go see it. One but, possi- yeah, one possibility is they were season pass, season ticket owners and didn't, and they, and and they didn't know went, what they were going and to no, see, and they sure. went going. All right, well, it's going to probably be awful. We're not going to like it. But we'll go and see, it, and then we'll walk out if we don't like it. Sure, and I could I, see people being offended <clears throat> if you by the yeah, language yeah. again. Know what you get it into? Yeah, I mean it's it's intentionally written to be offensive yeah. because that's Parker and Stone's style. Sure, you know, but they put the message in with the the uh, the offense so that you you know it sinks in a little faster. The only thing or I've, a little more. Only thing I've seen from that is somebody doing the uh, the I'm a Mormon song. I believe. Yes, and, I believe it's great. And, and yeah, it was a catchy song and. Uh, I've had LDS friends that were not horribly offended by it. They thought there was, you know, at least some talk about what the beliefs were and all, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good amount of LDS people are not offended by it. A good, I mean, you know, the more hardcore LDS people, yes, they're like, don't go see it. Don't, don't, you know, don't give them any money on this. You know, don't, don't encourage them. But a lot of your more moderate, like LDS members are like, it's very funny. I mean, it's certainly not the language I would use in my everyday, but they they find it amusing and they find it, you know, a bit endearing. They can take a joke. Yeah, yeah, but that okay. That's and then the overall message in the end of the thing is 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 a positive message. 
So, you know, that's what a lot of people are taking from Let's it. Let's get but. back to this game for a second, Battlefield okay. Hardline. I, I remember seeing the trailer from it from EG, E3. E3, yeah. Right? And it didn't look like it had any of the... It was basic. It's basically... A bank Battlefield, robbery kind of fucking The Battlefield thing. series done as cops and robbers. Right. And they look like they were robbing banks. So I don't know. I mean, I obviously I don't know the storyline premise of using that flag in there. Basically, what it comes down to is Breitbart saw an image of the show... I'm sorry, of the game, it had the flag that's been around for... Before the revolution. Two, yeah, for centuries in it. And since the Tea Party has taken that as one of their symbols, oh, it must be about us. That's basically what it comes down Fucking to. Fucking jackasses. And you know what? They're Hubris! Prob- you know what? They're probably right. It probably is about them or I a, wouldn't a be group surprised. similar to them. Fuck them. Or that sentiment. They, they deserve yeah. to be lampooned. You know what? We should make a game where it's like the, the crazies using that flag. Since they want to think it's about them, we can actually make it about them where they think they're going to take over the world. Well, I tell you what, any kind of compound thinking, you know, armed compound groups around these, you show me an armed compound and I'll show you that flag in it somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I bet you Clive and Bundy had one. Oh, I'm sure they <laughs> yeah, Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, news you don't give a shit about. Millennium Films is developing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequel called Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> They've hired. Oh, there he goes. He had to walk away. Quick, Bonzo get Bonzo walked. some M and M's, Jeff. I'm all out. <laughs> They've hired newcomer Seth M. Sherwood to write the script for the film. What? No curtsy. The story will explore the 1970s origins of the horror icon. Leatherface will be the eighth addition to the horror franchise. Production starts this winter. Well, I do want to know how he got the Leatherface. We already know. They've already done that movie. Did they? They have. Yeah. So they've already done the origin. The origin. Yeah. There's okay. There's oh, the okay. first. So Texas. this is a remake of a prequel that's already been done. Right. Something, so yeah. they have the original Leatherface or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Leatherface is played by Gunnar Hansen. Yep. The second one had Dennis Hopper in it. Might have been better better than the first one. A lot of people think. Then there was three, which had like Viggo Mortensen in it. Then there was four, Viggo. the next ge- generation with Matthew McConaughey and Rizal Weger, Renee oh, Zellweger, yeah. right? right? Then there was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake with Jessica Biel. Then there was another pre- uh, another prequel, like even to that with, uh, I don't remember who the fuck was in that right. movie, but it was like well, a prequel of that. that. And then there was just another recent one with like, 3D. yeah, the 3D one, which was fucking horrible. But I mean, All right. so this is like yeah, the eighth or well, ninth. Maybe this film. is the one where this is about the people that make up his leather face. And I so. got well, I got an early script leak. Oh, oh good. good, please, uh, Paul, here we go. So I can't wait know, to I'm hear this. Paul. Guys, it spoils. I go to the very back page, you know. Sure, sure. And and he's there, and it's it's him in his kill room. Okay. And he's got his first victim, and it's his his high school sweetheart. Oh. And uh, and he's revving up the chainsaw, and she's like. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? He's like, because you wouldn't go out with me anymore. He says, mm. well, of course I wouldn't go out with you anymore. No one's going to go out with you. You're a sweet guy. You're nice, but you have a leather face. That would do it. This is before this, the leather face? Would I? Insert But how did that just fucking make sense? Oh, wait, but how did that make cricket, sense? Cricket. It's a butterface joke. It was a butter. <laughs> thank you. No, no, no. Shit no, no. That's right. And he said, "You're gonna call me Leatherface. Fine, I'm gonna be a Leatherface." And then he then that's it. That's where face, it, that's what happens. He, you know, also, he, he goes also, all nobody Lecter. cares. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. Butterface 33 is a porn. <laughs> 
I, I, you know what? They, you if, would know. Now, if they did Leatherface, you know, colon Butterface, I would watch that. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Butterface. I'm a big fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, put up two pictures. And say, okay, would you? Leatherface, Butterface. Dude, could, could that be the best little two-team up? <laughs> Just some haggardly woman? Just a, With a smoking body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got this big, honking, crazy-looking nose and... <laughs> Two low cheekbones or something going on. Just like Lena Dang. hyena, British teeth. This would be so. <laughs> this would be really funny. Leatherface and Butterface <laughs> together for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of the series, and I just I did. well. All right, we got Bonzo's endorsement. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You you enjoy the Leatherface movies? I was unaware of this. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, yeah. I have the whole collection. I like the first two, except after for the that, last three D. I could give a toss. And after he's the first gonna pre-order Leatherface Butterface. <laughs> no, I'll fucking I'll watch the movie and give my two cents on it. <laughs> Good, because right, someone has to. And Leatherface to Butterface. Me. We're gonna want your blurb on the back of the DVD yeah. box. When, uh, I watched this movie, Bonzo. <laughs> you know the name, the name, the completely name. viewable. Bonzo. The it, disc it, worked in my player. Bonzo. I got the third one. Leatherface, Butterface, Scarface. He's already got the chainsaw. This movie is two hours and 12 minutes long! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Leatherface jumping out. So Paul's had longer frame. songs than this movie. Wow. This sure was a movie. Paul's wait, had wait, better wait. songs in this movie. Bonzo is sounding dangerously close to Stan Lee there. Uh, oh, yeah. Paul. Sorry. I didn't I didn't think you'd notice me sneaking in, true believers. But I did. Ladies and I've gentlemen, doing, Stan Lee has stopped by for the 250th episode. I've been doing the back, the back covers of movies married. for years. People don't realize most of these quotes are from me, Stan Lee. The Marvel bullpen helps me occasionally come up with great lines, and I give them to them for whatever. Think of a movie, and I'll tell you what my bucket of box Why quote was. Why do I feel uh, like Dune. I'm listening to Peter Falk? Dune. I was Dune. just going to say, I thought he was doing Columbo at first, but then he did the True Believer Dune. line. I was like, oh, okay. The back of the box on Dune. This guy has a suit where he drinks his pee. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> you can drink your pee. That's it's true. sterile. Uh, the monkey's movie head. The oh, monkey's movie head. Peter Tork has never been funnier. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Well, they actually added the er onto that quote. <laughs> I just said Peter Tork has never been funny. Uh, the Neil Diamond version of the jazz singer. Mm. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> that Whoa. was my back of the box quote. Whoa. I got some respect for my fans. I, wow, I guess so. I don't want them enduring that. That's a terrible face. Star you, Trek Five. Star Trek Five. Well, if you liked Four, watch that one again. <laughs> there you go. Woo! Hell comes to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. Rowdy Roddy Piper is a tour de force frog smashing fuck. <laughs> Ooh, Stan, you got salty on that one. I sure did, because I watched that movie while I was getting it on. <laughs> that was background music while me and the lady were humping along. How about Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage? The Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. The back of the box, I said, Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. I didn't believe it for a fucking second. <laughs> Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. What is What is this Reefer? <laughs> As the back of my quote, I'm not into these drugs. 
In space. In space. Anywhere. Lost in space. Lost in space. Which one? The 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 remake with uh Oh yeah. Hey, do you like Party of Five? How about make it terrible and throw it on the moon? <laughs> Do we have any more? You know what? Actually, uh, you might have something to say because this is kind of a twofer. News you don't give a shit about. Dimension Films is getting a new Halloween film into production. They were previously developing Halloween 3D. Now the title has been changed to Halloween, the next chapter. It will be the 11th film in the franchise that was started by John Carpenter in 78. The last two Halloween films were done by Rob Zombie, and it is suspected that the next chapter will continue from the events of the 2009 release. All right, Stan, what do you uh, have to say about that? Oh, I don't watch those kind of movies. (laughs) Halloween? Yeah. That is my favorite holiday, second to Christmas and Jack Kirby Day. (laughs) Why is Christmas your favorite holiday? What? Why is Christmas? Because I get to dress up like a tree. You dress up like a tree? <laughs> yeah. For Stan, it's a Hanukkah bush, but okay. No, it's a tree. <laughs> I, I every year, I dress up like a tree, and I go to children's hospitals, and I go, hey, everybody, it's Stan Tree. <laughs> What's up, true believers? Oh, my God. Excelsior, Stan. Ex- Excelsior to you, and I shake my my branches and little presents fall off and I tell all the kids hey kids don't be a sap read lots of books I'm sorry I don't ever want to Would think you about like you shaking cane? your your tree and your I limb say, or whatever hey kids I don't mean to needle you on this issue but brush those teeth Ouch. and I say hey kids painful pun uh, hey hey <laughs> I really want to get a Stan hey, Tree kids. costume hey, and, kids. and have him go around conventions. Hey, kids, let me tell you something. If you have a dream, follow it. Work hard, be industrious, and work with people who are going to make you better. I'm just trying to confer some wisdom no, on Jesus. you. I think it's time for a stand the tree to make like a tree and leave. <laughs> hey, At least you didn't hey, say Stan, make like a tree of, and get out of here. <laughs> hey, speaking of trees, what do you think of Groot and Guardians of the Galaxy? Hey, yeah. Well, that property is going to be evergreen. Jeez. Oh, Damn. I'm still Sand Tree. I didn't change out the outfit yet. Hold With on. With sidekick, Rimshot. Oh, let me get out of this outfit. Oh. Don't ask Stanley for okay. Rimshot. All right, I'm Stanley again. I'm Stan hey, Lee. Stan, we got Rimshots lining them up. <laughs> oh, we say, yes. I took a Rimshot. Uh, is that a, it one was of your Patron. blurbs? It was Patron in my Andy, ass. what did I tell you about him? What did I tell you about that? A bottle of Patron up the butt. <laughs> bottle? You can get drunk that way, you know. Yeah, a bottle. You put the whole bottle in, you stand upside down for an hour, and you're good. Drunk as can be, and you don't have to taste that stuff. You know, you stand up <laughs> upside down for an hour, you'll be pretty drunk anyways. Why? You'll get woozy. Woozy. <laughs> this guy. You. That's you know, Andy's definition you, of drunk. You, you know, know somewhere they're using get one? woozy. <laughs> Somewhere they're using the Ugly Couch Show podcast. You as remind a me of a device. young Will Eisner with that kind of wit. <laughs> Gitmo. Maybe that's why we're so popular in China. Maybe they're, that's you know, why. They're, they're using it as a torture. I was thinking of that. I mean, I have seen our numbers it, go up in Iran. Jeff, it's, it's, it obviously, huh. Jeff, it obviously tortures you every time I look over at you and I just see you grimace the way he does things. It would kind of make sense now. 
There's an ugly couch show drinking game. There has to be where every time <laughs> oh, I... Oh, there is. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. Is there really? It's been for years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We decided it was hazardous to your health. Every yes. time Paul sings, you got to take a sip? Uh, well, back then it was every time he makes a racist comment. <laughs> Damn. It was like, man, that's got to be like shots of watered down you beer. You guys' idea of racism. <laughs> if the yeah, events sorry. of this week have taught I'm you sorry nothing. Sorry we're not sorry. Archie Bunker, okay? <laughs> News you don't give a shit about... Activision is tentatively planning to launch a studio that would produce movies and TV shows based on its brands. The new outfit would theoretically be a Marvel-style hit factory that produces exactly the titles it wants to see on the big screen rather than licensing out to third parties that historically botched the job. CEO Bobby Kotick is still in talks to get the necessary executive talent, and Kotick himself has been worried that movies might sour people to the franchises. Yes, a Call of Duty movie would make us feel less... Already, we feel about Call of Duty. Well, not produce is going to be the same thing as what Xbox tried yeah. with their stuff. They're going to get they're going to get one property that gets into development that looks good. You're going to get a probably a polished World of Warcraft cartoon. Well, and that's it. And no, all no, the other no, stuff will get no. Dropped. They've sold off the license for World of Warcraft, so they oh, can't that's do right. that. Oh, they can't even touch that. So nope. all they're going to do is Call of Duty. So they've already unless they're going to do Guitar Hero. Yeah, that's about all, all right. Well, I'd rather see a game company take control of the game movie than the ho- than Hollywood. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm not. I'm not pleased that it's Activision. That's really what it comes down to. But it is Activision Blizzard. Except so you that never the, know. The in-house media that they're gonna uh, professionals that they're gonna hire are gonna be Hollywood types. So you're still gonna get a Hollywood property because Probably. they're gonna hire people that are quote in the know. Well, Bobby Kotick did have that cameo in Moneyball. He's already. He has a he's burgeoning a, he has a burgeoning acting career and he's in good he, with a lot of Hollywood types. He's so. had a taste. Would yeah. they oh, yeah. Call of Duty? Would they split it into two franchises? Do the straight, straight franchise and do the zombie franchise? Nope. No, there'll be a Modern Warfare and the regular side. Okay, franchise. Yeah, and then Ghost. They'd so be smart those three to do movies. that. I don't know. But then they come together in an Avengers style pick. Ugh. There you go. Weekend geek. Oh yeah. Woo. We. Hey, do we have a red light, green light? Uh, you know what? I have one that has the potential for that. So because yes. the commander's here. Just that's to- true. That's r- that's right, you fucks. You better be on top of this shit this time. <laughs> hey, Although- you know what I always say. Yeah, I, I know, Bonds. No, I know. <laughs> we already got one red light. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's six of us here, so... It, it, no, there's five. Oh, Andy, you're fired. <laughs> Torgo does not count. There are four votes. All right. <laughs> Andy, you know, see, green lights. <laughs> Marvel is looking to move away from origin stories. What? And we won't be getting one with the Doctor Strange film that's being directed by Scott Derrickson. The news came from Badass Digest Kevin Farsis, who this is was awesome. While he was a guest in the Meet the Movie press, uh, this is exactly what he had to say about it. Quote: So for Doctor Strange, they've had a script in house forever. It's a pretty standard origin story for Doctor Strange. It's got Baron Mordo as the bad guy. That's all gone. Marvel's new thing is no more origin stories. Good. So Doctor Strange movie no longer has an origin. It begins in Medeus Res. It has Doctor Strange already established as the Sorcerer Supreme. In media race. Thank you, because I had no idea how to say in that. In media race. It is Thanks, not Tyler, years it's of not, Latin. It's not Tyler Perry presents Medea. It is. It's Tyler Perry, Doctor Strange. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Perry is Doctor Strange. (laughs) 
Doctor Strange, Medea Lord, Fong, what is happening in this house, Fong? Right, her. What's happening? Fong, when was the last time you dusted my book? I'll take, I'll take the blame for this one. Come I'll on, Fong. I think this one's on you me. You better dust <laughs> okay. my books now, Fong. I tell you what, I have agamotto my ass. You better clean yourself up. <laughs> Get presentable. I don't know who you think I am, but I am not your hoary host of Hogoth. <laughs> My mama didn't raise no hoary host of Hogoth. <laughs> I would pay to see this. I really would. <laughs> Medea is back at it again. This time, she's the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm a wizard on your ass. <laughs> Just know it. Just know it's coming. Uh, Master, do mama was here. Do mama. Do mama. Drink, folks. Do <laughs> Don't mama. Fong, I don't care about don't mama. Let her in. That bitch got something to say. She said to my face. When times are tough, Medea puts her sorceress to the test. Mm. All I know is I just finished cupping all my coupons in two minutes with these magic scissors. I'm glad I'm the sorceress supreme. It's a two scripts. John Spades is... Working totally new on his own without any of the previous stuff, not even touching the previous. You can't script. stop laughing about it. <laughs> John Spato. Oh, I have to admit, Medea or Tyler Perry as Doctor Strange might be better Medea than the best casting we've had yet. We got to do a parody of it. No, no casting yet. No, no casting yet. Uh, uh, there has been the rumors that, that article. That's the end finished. of that article. All right, so yeah, I want to make yeah, something. Yeah. I want to make something perfectly clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just watched the new DC animated movie. Doctor Strange? I'd give it a seven. No, it's a Attack on Arkham. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or okay. Assault on Arkham. Oh, yeah. Right. Give it a seven. I'd give it a seven. It's all right. It's not one of their best efforts. It makes me sad. I don't know what's going on. If uh, there's been a changing of the guard over there, well, I know, you know we don't have Dwayne McDuffie writing stuff anymore and a couple other things like that. But uh, it's okay. It's an okay flick. I was entertained. It's not stellar. But they showed a preview for the new Aquaman movie that's coming out. Okay. And it's totally an origin thing again, and they're yeah. like they're just always so hell bent on rewriting the beginnings of stories and shit. And it's like, no, stop it. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy proved anything. You jump right into the middle of shit. I mean, you could look at the origin story as far as seeing him get abducted as a kid. Spoilers, but uh, other than that, like they're they just throw you into it. All those other characters come in. You don't hardly know shit about that, and you certainly don't get a full backstory. And yeah. you don't. Need it. You don't need it. That's if it's right. a compelling, interesting character, half of the interest is what made this person who they are. My brain ponders and does lots of interesting work for me rather than showing me a ham-fisted, three-minute bullshit. That's the same story as every other origin you've seen. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, exactly. So throw that away. I'm so proud of Marvel for taking this step. This is a brilliant... This is exactly why the new Spider-Man franchise is garbage because they had to reboot it. It's like, God damn it. What the fuck have we been doing for a decade, if not building the understanding in people's minds of that superheroes can exist in the world? It's just so stupid. Good, good on you, Marvel, and watch your ass, DC. Mm-hmm. Watch your ass. Learn, learn the real lessons, not just when to release your movie. Well, it's the only thing that's going to keep the superhero for. Uh- Genre from becoming stale, which it's already. I have yeah, to yeah, watch yeah, the yeah, new yeah, Superman yeah. movie because I've heard it's nothing but that—a shit uh, origin story. It's an origin with story. a bunch of uh, garbage. Then after, now, I have no interest in that. 
None. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like the new Superman. No, I haven't seen it because I've heard it's kind of garbage. So I was even medio- mediocre at best for me. So DC, figure it the fuck out. You have an interesting roster of characters. Stop telling us every little thing about them and just get into the meat of of them being who they are. And then we learn through that. We learn through their actions what made them who they are. We don't. Sh- you know, mm, oh, ooh, nerd rage. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Stephen Strange, and I cannot wait to see this come to the big screen. It's going to be great. The Medea as as Doctor Stephen Strange is going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, we should work on something. For Perfect that. casting choice. So, Medea so went looking for is... some Strange and came back Sorceress Supreme. <laughs> so, so my question on this would be. If she, if Medea is playing Doctor Strange, yes, is she cross dressing? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> Mind oh. blown. Yeah, <laughs> meta, so meta. Oh man. Basically, what I when I envision it, when I see it, it's like she's wearing. So that it would full just be dress. Tyler Perry it's Tyler doing Perry, the voice. Tyler, no, it's Tyler Perry in the dress. Tyler Perry as Tyler Perry, but no, doing the Medea. No, voice. Tyler Perry as Medea in the dress, big glasses. And all the only difference is like she's got those gloves squeezed on, she's got a and the cape. <laughs> yeah, the the cape. that's it. Everything else is Medea. It's Medea with with leopard gloves and a cape. Does she have and, the, and the eye of Agamotto neck- okay, necklace? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's that kind of. She's got the, the little, but but otherwise it's Medea. If there are any artists out there listening to this podcast, can you please draw that up? Uh, Ace us? might be listening. Ace, Ace? if you want to if you want to come through I, with damn, <laughs> if we only knew an artist. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, right. If there weren't an artist <laughs> sitting right here in this, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's too busy working on Christmas Puss Two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. I'm waiting for the script for. Uh... Oh, it's true. I the eternal written, argument I, of the artist. I haven't written my uh, my second script, and this is why I didn't ask him because I knew he was already busy, and I knew it'd be like fucking years for, before he gets done with the and script. I, I'm actually coming. I'm going back into being an editorial cartoon or cartoon student. All right. Powers, the supernatural buddy cop show based on Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Avon Oming's Oming, was it Oeming? Oeming, I think it's Oming. Oming comic of the same name uh, is pretty much cast up. Uh, Eddie really? Izzard will be playing the mix as Wolf, the ex mentor and current ad- advisory character to Detective Christian Walker. Noah Taylor, who played Ruse Bolton's sadistic lackey Locke in Game of Thrones, and Mr. Bucket in Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, has been cast as Johnny Royale. And Alyssa Rulin from the high school musical franchise will be Callista, quoting a teenage power wannabe with street sparts attitude and vulnerability, always seeking out her new move, unquote. Susan Hayward has been cast as co-lead Adina Pilgrim, and Charlto, uh, Charlto Copley has been cast as the lead Christian Walker. Shows being developed by Sony Pictures TV for PlayStation Network will debut in December. Who is he? He was he the District uh, Dis- Nine. District Nine. District yeah. Nine. He was in Elysium as the bad guy. He played Howling Mad Murdoch in the A Team. Yeah, the, the lead oh, from District Nine. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be Christian. Yeah. Okay. He's a good actor. He's yeah, a good actor, t- but I mean, a very good cool. actor. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'd expect somebody bigger for Christian. Right. Yeah. That's. But that's, you know what? Get, it's the powers. Get the actor. Yeah, the exactly. The actor will make it work. That's exactly it. it the is, actor will make it work. This is a movie, not a series. This is a series. It is a series. Okay, sorry. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, and every role that it? he's done, powers. Powers. it's been a very different... Powers is my favorite comic book of all time. It is still the best comic book, I think, ever. Standing on the shoulders of giants, of course. It can't exist without of all of comic history behind it, the way that Bendis was able to twist it and turn it. But I love that book. That is, is that is phenomenal. my favorite book. 
Well, we got the PlayStation Network here. You can always come over and watch it. Yeah, I'll just wait for the DVDs. No, okay. That's all. I'll, that's the way I <laughs> absorb media still. Uh, just to take it sad a little bit, uh, Don Pardo, the announcer for oh, Saturday yeah. Night Live. Saw this. Uh, since his first episode has died, he was 96. Pardo's voice introduced decades worth of the biggest names in comedy, music, and more. Saturday Night will never be the same without him. Also known for his... He was what the first announcer for Jeopardy was yeah. in the uh, yeah. Weird Al Weird I Al, Lost yeah. on Jeopardy yep. song. He did uh, he did other game shows and I can't remember what Jeopardy is probably the one he's most known for. Yeah, I used but, to uh, uh, do a version of uh, Win well, Win Lose or Draw. What's the one with the three curtains? Let's make a deal. Did he do yeah. Let's make a deal for a while? Maybe not. He I, did everything. Maybe for in the a early while. days he did. Yeah. I, I used to mimic him like his voice every oh, time sure. I'd watch Saturday Night Live or something like yeah. that. Just hearing him. Oh, well, it, like, it was so you knew that voice the moment you heard exactly. it. And uh, Rob, Robin Williams was a hardcore video gamer. Uh, many of you know that, but some of you don't. And gaming was one of his greatest passions, aside from acting. One of his favorite games was Warcraft 3. And he also enjoyed being a part of the World of Warcraft uh, MMORPG when he was able to pull off the uh, anonymity needed to enjoy it. Anonymity? Yeah, anonymity. So a group of fans started up a petition politely asking the game's developer, Blizzard, to honor Williams as a non-player character in the game as a way that memorializes the actor-comedian. The petition calls to add Robin Williams as a non-playable character that tells his best jokes in the World's End Tavern within the game. Within 24 hours of the petition being online, it managed to garner 10,975 signatures. When the members of Blizzard were asked if they'd seen the petition, World of Warcraft technical game designer Chad Nervig said that the company is already working on it. That's great. Uh, that'll be like have the they got the Cat Williams sets and uh, Ricky Gervais bits in uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, I believe it is. Oh, yeah? Well, you never played Grand Theft Auto 4? I did, but I don't remember... Yeah, all you have to do is go to the comedy store. Well, I guess maybe you want to go to the comedy store, but you go to the comedy store and you go watch Eddie Izzard, or not Eddie Izzard, but uh, Ricky Gervais and Cat Williams do GTA do their 4? Sets. Huh. Yeah. Not GTA 5. No. I think it's 4. Huh. 5 I, was I the, just the uh, recent one where yeah, they were back no, it's, in. Yeah, it's yeah. not in 5. It's in 4. They're when back in when New you're York? Nico. In Liber- oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Kirsten was here when the MGM opened. Who else was here when the MGM opened? The MGM opened? Yeah. I was around the time. Yeah, I was there. Because when, for the first year or so, they had an animatronic of Foster Brooks sitting at the bar telling jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you kidding yeah. me? No, they yeah, they really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An I was animatronic bar, Foster so I Brooks. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. did not know I, that. Jesus, Andy. I, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, You they forgot did. about an animatronic Foster Brooks? <laughs> I did. That's like that would be at the pinnacle of my frontal lobe. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be sitting around somewhere. Animatronic Foster. I, I've Brooks. tried to find out. Yeah. Uh, it might have been destroyed. I I remember. Why would they destroy it, such a thing? I forgot. They, they destroyed the tumbleweed characters when the park closed. Oh my god! Wow, that's great. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Foster Brooks rose to fame um, pretending to be yeah. ridiculously drunk during his sex. I uh, drink Dean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, was back when alcoholism was funny. Right. Foster Brooks, I based, like, as a kid, whenever I was in a scene yeah. and was trying to be drunk, I'd do, like, Foster yeah, Brooks exactly. and stuff. Me and people too. would be like, 
that's not drunk. And I'd be like, well, that's all I know. I <laughs> 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 like kind of just exaggerate. Hey, Mr. Guy, was you pretty pretty? Yeah, I'm not doing it any back, justice. Back before it was all dick jokes, Foster Brooks was like a regular on all the uh, the uh, roasts. Did he do dick jokes? He became all dick jokes? No, no, back before the roasts became dick jokes. Ah, uh, Foster Brooks, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always on, yeah, he, he roasted like Dean Martin and all them. Well, you know what? Look, when you make being an alcoholic no longer funny and all of those things pretty soon all you're left with is dicks which will always be funny <laughs> yes exactly they are. there's they're no there's no progressive the that is going to stand up and say it's wrong to laugh at dick jokes no that's the reason we come here dick ass fart <laughs> come the big money is that's what i said Bonzo? that's what i you, said you i saw what you did there uh-huh. i'm not sure this next story is in the right category mgm paramount Set a February 26, 2016 release date for an epic remake of Ben-Hur. What? Oh, boy. It has to be I, I don't epic. give a shit about uh, it. Tom Hiddleston is who they're courting to play Judah Ben-Hur, the adaptation of 1880. Hiddleston? Lou, yeah, Lou Hall's really novel actually. Ben-Hur, Tale of the Christ, which was the biggest selling novel of its time until it was eclipsed by Gone with the Wind. Uh, Keith Clark, who scripted the Peter Weir directed The Way Back, wrote the script. An Oscar-winning 12 Years a Slave scribe, John Ridley, wrote the last draft. Okay, so I'm not a fan of religious movies by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but this one sounds like they're doing the right thing. It's I'm curious. Yeah, me too. But then again, I'm also curious about this, you know, you did see the Moses no- remake coming up in December too. So. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> you did what? go to see the Noah movie. Oh, Exodus? I did go yeah, see the, yeah I, I love biblical epics. You're talking about Exodus? No, I'm talking, no, the... Uh, what is the new one coming up? It is. Is it called yeah. Exodus? No, it's not it's called Exodus, Christian Bell, right? Gods and yeah. yeah. Exodus, yeah, Exodus, Gods and okay. yeah. Kings, Gods and Kings. And yeah, that's something like that. But kings yeah, I really. Looking kind of, to I'm that. interested in seeing that too. Anybody willing to take the uh, the attempt to? What are you putting Paul, all this noise out here doing? for? I had to look this up. This Talk is a me. video on uh, YouTube. Yeah, it's called viewers. Las Vegas MGM in 1995. As I searched out Foster Brooks animatronic, there you go, and they're showing the whole. It was very much the Wizard of All Oz. Uh, oh yeah, theming. Well, you're probably uh, some, in this video, some Kirsten. The, yeah, some I, of the I listeners out there might now realize that Commander K was once the Cowardly Lion at the MGM. One yes, of the sir. live actors portraying yeah. that role. Sure. Yeah, which I'd forgotten. I we were, when I was a kid, then you probably did. We were we were gaming I'm one night. Around. I probably you did. Might have a picture of yourself with me. I doubt that. Crazy. Oh, thank yeah, God. we were we were gaming one night. Would be and broke out his uh, crap. Burt Lar. Burt Lar. He pulled out his Burt Lar voice, and I'm like, how how do you have it? Oh, that's right. That's why you have a drop dead Burt Lar voice. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> there's up. so there's an animatronic wizard in the balloon. Right. Yeah. Seeing that, did you like hang around with him? No, they actually kept us away from all of that. That because, area because it's because, all the rest of them would be like, they're both here. Well, There's two it, of them. It's because we made everything else look like shit. Oh. We had Emmy award winning makeup people. Uh, right. Actually, uh, Karen Stevens and Ron Wilde. Ron Wilde, who up till recently was doing the makeup for Phantom of the uh, Opera here uh, in Vegas. They had just won Emmys for Disney Adventures. And uh, they were doing our makeup, and they were fixing up the program, getting our costumes right and everything. And we made everything else look like shit. And so we were kept away from the Emerald City. You would think photo ops with us in front of the Emerald City, a tight deal. No, casino uh, exec politics played a hand in keeping us separate. We were never near that shit. Back in the 90s, the 
Las Vegas was a very family friendly. They were trying area. it out. They yeah. Were, yes. Amusement parks. That's where all the rides came from. There are, okay. And MGM, so it, and, and MGM had a walkthrough animatronic version of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they had the, they had the the, yes, the forest leading up to the uh, Emerald City. They had an Emerald City magic magic show inside the Emerald City. Do you remember what was in the center of all that? I never got to see it. So but it was a magic show, right? The Flying Monkey Bar. Oh, wow. I didn't I would, know that. I, I, it never occurred to me what was happening to go to I the Flying Monkey place. Bar. I used, but... I used to go there all the time. So now, now, Kirsten, when did they start taking all that stuff out? Because I didn't get to go to the MGM Grand until like 1998 for the first time. Well, they still have the line. And face I don't the remember front. any of that being there when yeah, I was there no, they, in they, It didn't last very long. Okay. Um, they termed us. Mind. Everything's on YouTube. I was, I was part-time towards the end and uh, part-time on call. And they termed us. In fact, I hadn't worked for weeks when I got the termination letter in the mail. And that was in 95. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So, and that was the character program. And uh, they'd already started making plans to change the lion face and also to pull down the, the whole Emerald City and slowly start wiping away the Hollywood connection. And in fact, the Studio Cafe, which was like the last Hollywood reference, was uh, uh, actually only gotten rid of uh, like last year. Actually, yeah, actually about the, the same time they took the lions out. Uh, yeah, well, the lion, well, the lion habitat actually lasted a little longer, but it right. did get pulled out because that was pulled out to make way for the revamping of that area of the casino for like Hakkasan and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So Las Vegas MGM in 1995 video, hmm. uh, at two minutes and 33 seconds, there he is, the Let's, Foster Brooks animatronic. Yeah. Which is what they're doing with Robin Williams now is basically <laughs> the animatronic. Right. That's why I brought it up. Uh, no one can hear this, Paul. Just, I want to say, just check it out yourself. Maybe we'll put it on Facebook because this is not going to work. Not at all. Yeah, and it's, they, oh, yeah. wow. It's crazy. So I think it has a laugh track. Yeah, it does. It, it's basically, they <laughs> it's basically took like uh, probably bits from one of the roasts or something. So he's doing his, he's doing his jokes and his whole you know, Foster Brooks thing. And then you hear the laughter. You hear people reacting next to time, it. don't come drunk to the show, so, okay? Well, <laughs> that is really that. something. Oh, yeah. And he was sitting at the bar. Yeah. He was at yep. the end of the bar. You could sit right next to him and drink. Wow. It's kind of like the old Cheers uh, bars that were all over the... Like in the different airports and stuff. Well, and they, they had, had oh, the animatronic so, norms. They had yeah. the animat- Well, they, they, it couldn't be Cliff and Norm, so they had like they put like a mustache on one of them and uh, and a hat on the other. <laughs> wow, Cause, really? Because like wow. well, the original animatronics did look just like uh, Cliff and Norm from the show, but just before they were supposed to start opening like these various Cheers themed restaurant bars, they uh, I guess uh, it was either the studio or the actors. I'm not sure. Which somebody said no. Somebody said, "Hey, you don't have the likeness rights to do this," nah, and so they did basically little cosmetic changes right. to the animatronics, <laughs> but they still sounded like them, right. which was kind of funny. Okay, but I, uh, would, I have yeah. to say, I miss the Vegas of that era. I, I, I liked that version of Vegas versus the Club Vegas we have now. Well, I don't know. Uh, whimsical. I don't think necessarily it's experimental. The, yeah. I don't yeah. think necessarily the whole kid thing was a great idea. I know it wasn't a great idea, but the theming, different theming of each casino, because now you come to Vegas and sure. it's like, That's, I've been to a casino and they all look exactly the same. It, it, pretty. It, yeah, and and apparently big. we can't have too many nightclubs because they're opening like five new nightclubs <laughs> well, this, they're big this business fall. And they're like money It'll and cycle it's like, out. Really? It will. 
But the thing is, you don't have to come here a second time because it used to be you go, oh, damn, I didn't get to see the volcano. I didn't get to see the Wizard of Oz shit. I didn't get to see the sure. Star Trek stuff. But at the same time, the relics of that era are the pyramid, the castle, all yep. these, these strange skyline that is Vegas is because mm-hmm. of that era of yeah. Las Vegas. I have a question. As, as a Vegas native, how long was the Star Trek experience at that hotel? Ten years. Almost a decade. It was almost 11, right? Because you guys started uh, doing the testing and stuff in 97, yeah, the official right? opening, The official opening yeah, was, was, uh, January. was first week of January of 1998. And we closed in September of 2008. It was supposed to yeah. be open in uh, summer of 97. Yeah. And they pushed it back to January. Oh, yeah. It got pushed. So 10 years. 10 and a half. Almost. I never once got the chance to go. Your no? fault? Well, not wow. once. All right. It's this better. is my fault. You're absolutely right. It's not... There you I go. Totally Interestingly enough... Hell, Duncan used to go there. I get, I get that... All the time when yeah. somebody asks me, it's like, it's like, oh, you worked at Star Trek? When did that close? And I said, 2008. And it's like, well, when did it open? And I tell them, you know, 98. And they're like, so it was here this whole time? I never went. And I'm like, why not? Well, I don't know. Why didn't well, you go? Is you there know why no one went? Or? Because it was in the goddamn LVH the off the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing is just disconnected. Even when they opened up the thing, it was still disconnected. Even when they had the monorail running right to it. It doesn't mean anything to me. I, it, I, go, I go everywhere. Not I just to don't you, understand. but most people. Most people do right. not go off mm-hmm. the strip. Which if was you a, weren't staying well, at the a lot Hilton, of people, you didn't even it know. Was a, also, it was money. Remember when we did, the, towards sure. the end, when we did the yeah. free locals day? That, we got crushed. We had a two and a half hour line for the ride the entire fucking day. You know, wow. back to answering your question, why I never went. I, honestly, I don't have an answer other than the fact I just never got the chance. It wasn't because I didn't want to. I had an interest in going. For some odd reason, I just never happened. Well, I think we all fall into that same hubris that it will always be there. Yeah, it could you know, be. Yeah. How many shows have I missed in Vegas because I'll catch it eventually. And Mama Mia, and don't. See, and, and I've, goes, I've missed Mama Mia twice now. <laughs> yeah, we're going me, back to me Foster. too. Me too. We're going back to Foster Brooks. So the first year I was here, I saw on a marquee that we're going to do the roast, and we're going to have Sloppy White and Charlie Callis. And I'm like, oh, that's right, they do that here, don't they? I'll go see that one of these days. Yep. Nope, that's that's, that's how I miss George Carlin here in yep. Vegas. He was always here every year. I was like, I was like, well, you know, he was just here and I missed him. He'll be here next year, and that was the year that he there passed. There you go. Okay, well, yeah, Robin Williams. Yep, the one to catch is Don Rickles. He's still performing here. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet. We should make a trip out to go do that. (laughs) He's at the Orleans, I think, coming up here pretty pretty soon. Pretty quick. I still got some news to get through. You better, Johnny Depp, and this is interesting. Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith, whoa, are teaming up for a new movie. Down, Keanu. Wow, called Yoga Hosers, (laughs) which is described as an action adventure comic book movie. And they'll be bringing their daughters, Lily Rose Depp and Harley Quinn Smith, along for the ride. Smith wrote the script, and the story centers on a 15-year-old yoga nuts, Colleen uh, Collette and Colleen McKenzie, played by Depp and Smith, respectively, who have an after-school job at a Manitoba convenience store called A to Z, when an ancient evil rises from beneath Canada's crust and threatens their big invitation to a grade 12 party. The Colleens join forces with legendary manhunter from Montreal named Guy Lepont, that's Johnny Depp, Has to, to, to fight for their lives with, according to the producers, all seven sharkas, one chakras. warrior, not chakras, sharkas? sharkas, one warrior posse at a time, unquote. Huh. The entire cast for this upcoming for his upcoming film, Tusk, will be back with Smith for Yoga Hosers, including Michael Parks, Justin Long, Haley Joel Osment, Ralph Garman, Jennifer Schwalbach, and Harley Mornstein. 
Smith has this to say in a statement about the film, quote, people always ask me, are you ever going to make a comic book movie? This is it. But instead of yet another dude saving the day, our antiheroes are the most feared and formidable creatures man has ever encountered, two 15-year-old girls, unquote. I was trying to figure out the name of the convenience store where you say A to Z, because A is like the Canadian A, a right? Yeah. And then Z, I, I didn't know where else they got it from, so I was just thinking of Pulp Fiction, like Z's dead. Sure. A but to Z, Z is Canadian. Z. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. You see, Canadians. Andy, Sharkus, that's the Kabbalah version of chakras. What is this? Like, Israeli banana? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit, that was good. Ugh. The Hollywood Reporter claims Warner Brothers has hired two separate writers to work up two separate scripts for the potential Aquaman film. Kurtzman and Orsi and Orsi and Kurtzman? They've reportedly <laughs> tapped Will Beale, who did Gangster Squad, and Kurt Johnson, who did 300 Rise of an Empire, to work up the competing pitches. Well, they're not a team anymore, Kirsten. They're, they're doing separate things. They now. are apparently so a producing team. Uh, yeah, you know what, well, Jeff? I'll as, believe as, it when I see the two of them in separate rooms at the same time. I don't think they're different people. That's exactly <laughs> like me saying that I'll believe when that Man of La Mancha movie's fucking done. That's right. The, the dual writer approach suggests that Warner Brothers is keen to get an Aquaman movie into development quickly, and this will allow them to pursue two different options than pick the strongest script to push into active development. Well, make sure it's an origin story, you dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way DC's going to make some money if it's an origin story. They're the uh, Paul, do you have a secret origin story? Yeah. I'd like to hear it. I, I jumped out of your mom's butt. <laughs> actually, come on. We've, we've been through this. Paul does actually have one of the best origin stories ever. This is true. Can you refresh our memory? His dad used to be a priest and his mom used to be a nun. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I do have a cool origin story. I forgot story. about that. Yeah. You ha Dude, you do. You have one of the coolest origin stories ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the first time I've heard that. Now, I'm oh, not, my God. I'm not, uh, I'm not unique in this. I actually know uh, quite a few other people. This and whole funny, club. Well, funny enough, I'm, I've met at least two other improvisers. Oh, wow. Like, like lifetime improvisers who are way into the craft who also share this same genetic background. There's something There's in that something mix. Something in that mix that makes you prone to improvise. That's for sure. Yeah, but I mean, you're origin like your your parents had met and then didn't see each other for like a long time and for then years happened so. on a, and, then, to, and to, then they they both dropped out of the respective different times thing. yep it's not it's not a sorted thing where like no. they were in it in the cloth and then but it's so, not the thorn birds yeah so <laughs> i mean but it's still it's, it's and still it cool. is also it is just wonderfully paul it well, is the me. first time you said that to me, I thought you were shitting with me. No, I did too. When it is so wonderfully Paul, and it's like you're kidding me. This <laughs> yeah. is real. I, yeah. I am a little sorry to have you, you know, shit on the the fun part of it. I didn't, I, I didn't realize it was afterwards. I I was assuming something was gone in the confession booth and stuff. No, here, I've told this before. I just br real brief. It's uh, my father's order of priests. We're giving my mother's order of nuns driving lessons. That's how they met. Years have gone. Years went by. Mom dropped out of the uh, sisterhood. She ended up moving to Chicago, working for the American Book Company and selling books across the nation. My father dropped out of the priesthood, moved back home to Hardensburg, Kentucky, where he became a radio DJ, working for a little station called WHIC, Hick Radio, playing country music. <laughs> Again, you can't make <laughs> this stuff up. That's awesome. Out of Kentucky. It is still there. It Hick really radio. says a lot, doesn't it? WHIC. And so my mom was traveling the country, selling books for the American Book Company, was going to Louisville, which is not, which is not really close to uh, Hardensburg, but within... 
driving distance. She put a call in, got my grandmother on the phone because at that time they printed these letters as to who was in and who was out of holy orders because everybody was still kind of uh, connected and kept touch, kept in touch with everybody. So she looked up dad and uh, got my grandmother on the phone. She invited her over to dinner. My grandmother advised my dad to keep that one. They long distance dated for a year and then they got married. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. And they used to pull some real bullshit. They told me straight <laughs> up, straight up, this is how fucking true to the religion they still were and still are. They're very, very faithful and religious people. Uh, my dad used to sleep on the fucking ground when they would stay in a hotel together when they were doing their long distance dating. He would sleep on the floor and mom would still sleep in the bed and they'd like hold hands while he was sleeping on the ground just to be that level of cool about Chased. it all. Yeah. It fucking oh, makes me want to puke it up the hat. I was like, come on. Which is which is really telling considering how true to their faith they were, and then they have the devil spawn sitting here. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, yeah, Paul. I mean as as good as they were, it didn't do them a whole lot of good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, Paul is the reboot of I the still Omen. Came through. <laughs> I still came through. Shit, me, but, this is Rosemary's baby over here. Yeah. No, but uh yeah. It's something else. They're they're a pair. Well, cheers I'd to you, paid, Paul. I, I would pay to see a movie with Paul as the Omen, because that would be a, You're living a it. laugh you, riot. You have to pay for it. That's you get true. it every week. That is true. You're yeah, right. You get that look sometimes from you know when Damien at the end looks over his shoulder at you and smile. And mm. Paul's Jeff got a just said that going. he'd want to see a movie with Paul as the Omen. That's that's. I have something is wrong right now. Is this like an alternate reality where Jeff actually is liking Paul for is something? Is this real life? <laughs> we like each other. We just have difference of opinion on some things. That's right. Yeah. Some. I still think he's a fantastic improv they, artist. They, I don't know why he's not as funny here on this show. <laughs> oh! As he wow! is on stage. Badge attack! You dare to show <laughs> yourself! The attack of badge attack! <laughs> the patience of badge attack. Yeah. Holy the shit! Patience. The, the glacial It's lasted patience. three well, episodes. <laughs> it's going to be another 250 before that one. <laughs> it's, he's probably right. <laughs> I hope I'm here for the next 250. Oh, man. <laughs> if I'm not, I'll come back for the next, the 500th episode just so I can hear that oh, again. Oh, wow. Disney is getting ready to start production on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in early 2015. Oh, what the fuck? The film adaptation <laughs> of the Jules Verne classic has been in development for years. Yeah, they, yeah. So much so, they made several films about it. It's had so much development, it's been done <laughs> to fucking death. Uh, oh jeez! Don't worry, don't worry, Paul, because this next one will be an origin story. <laughs> <laughs> David Fincher was the last director attached to develop the project. Oh shit! You know, back then in 2013, it would be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's not attached anymore. But is back he? in 2013, the project was reported to be dead. Apparently, the director <laughs> gave up on the project after he and the studio couldn't agree on casting. There you go. Uh, no word on who will direct it at this point. The film will be shot in Australia where Disney will receive a ton of incentives by the Australian government. We're going to give you 18,000 kangaroos just for showing up. 18,000 kangaroos. As soon as you get off the boat, 18,000 kangaroos. Then we're also going to give you a boomerang, and we're going to give you a ceremonial beer, if you like some beer. We'll, we'll hook you up with some Sheila's. 
You know, as soon as you get out here, we, we, we got some really nice looking Sheilas. Yes, what they you know, do. They, they give you, you know, those. We don't need any of that. We need a manta ray. In fact, we need one particular manta ray. We hey, want the one Andy. that killed Steve Irwin. Oh, Andy. yeah. Well, we got See him. We got him in jail. Self, I could use some Sheilas. Too fucking soon, Andy. Too fucking soon. No, it's true. We got him in jail. We got him in Aqua Jail. Uh, if you really want to see him. That's what the Aquaman movie is going to be about. Come visit him. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman's the, the warden of the Aqua Jail. He goes swimming down and he's like, hey, hey, you. You fucking manta ray. Can did. Jason Momoa do an Australian what, accent? Yeah, he, towards, this is Jason. This is him. I know what you did. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. You spiked him right in the chest, you bastard. We're going to keep you here in Aqua Jail until you reform your ways. I said manta ray, didn't it? It'd be a stingray because, you know, yeah. It's okay, Andy. You're fact checking. We may have imprisoned a few uh, manta rays wrongfully. I'm not going to say there's not. I'm not going to say there's not problems with our judicial system. It's a regular regular aquatic out of the grave. We got troubles. We jail everybody. Yeah, we just put it. You know, we well we cast a wide net when that went down. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. That's what my world last week, motherfucker. That's what the next true detective's going to be about. Almost killed Andy with wide net. Oh boy, yeah, really? Oh Doesn't take much, does it? <laughs> Say, that was, was low hanging fruit. <laughs> Out of the park. To bring a drink to the show anymore because it's of dangerous. last week. It's dangerous. Because of last week, yeah. I I was literally almost about to spew mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. something would go in. I, I was getting dry, so Hello. I was looking for a soda. There was nothing there. I had to take that. I had to take back my beer. <laughs> All right, red light, green light. Let's do this. Yeah, red light. All right. Oh, shit. The 1997 feature, The Devil's Advocate, is being brought to television as a potential series. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what's (laughs) happening right here. You, my friend, you are a beautiful person. I am the devil and suck my dick. Suck my fucking dick. You hear me? Suck my devil dick. You know what happens? Is this Stan Lee doing an open now? Uh, You found me out. (laughs) Way to go, true believer. I was in the disguise of none other than... (laughs) Then uh, that guy, Stanley, Stanley doing Al Pacino. Al Pacino doing yes. Mephistopheles. Doing what people don't realize is that I am Al Pacino in a suit. I'm Stanley in an Al Pacino suit. By the way, Andy, the dick is the seventh sharka. The legal drama with the supernatural twist has landed at NBC yeah, with a pirate yeah. commitment. Supernatural twist. It's in the fucking title. Supernatural twist. <laughs> I'm the devil. It's a fucking prize. Written by. <laughs> what a joke. What kind of fucking twist? Supernatural twist. Charlize Theron gets surprised. Nobody else does. Nobody in the theater. Everybody knows. Written by. The whole movie. You're like, hey, Charlize Theron, guess what? It's the fucking devil. Stupid movie. Written by Matt Van, who did Bag of Bones. The series centers on a public defender who joins a law firm that is run by the devil. In the 1997 movie, the young lawyer was played by Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino played his boss. Imagine that. I don't know if I can mount a defense <laughs> with the devil on my back. Whoa. Oh, the film, the based on Andrew Niederman's novel of the same name, it grossed $153 million on a $57 million budget. Bonzo and Paul presents the next Devil's Advocate. Whoa, you're like the devil, right? Yep, I'm the devil. It's, a, it's like uh it's like it's just it's a simple pun. So it needs what what else we got? We got we got Devil's Advocate. Um so we need to, uh, we need another movie with uh It's either a bad Hollywood movie or a country song. Well we have like yeah, okay, yeah. So we need to have Devil Went Down to Georgia would be the, the next <laughs> Dude, one. Do you and know so the devil he can went actually down go to down to Georgia? Georgia and it could be what, he'd be a peach farmer. 
Yeah. The devil's a peach farmer. That yeah. could be that would be cool. Uh, the devil's in the details. So he's a model maker. Or, or he writes for a magazine. Oh, he could write for a ma- Oh, details magazine. Oh, my yeah. God. It's perfect. The devil's in the details. His byline explodes um, in brimstone and fire. Before the devil knows you're dead? Oh, before the devil knows you're dead is already a thing. Oh, okay. So there's- right? Probably. It is. I'm sure all of these are. No, it but is. not what? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What about Devil's Food Cake? Ooh. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, wait, wait. Medea. Oh, hey, yes. Andy, now you know what I live through Paul? every episode. Paul, I got it. For the Devil's this Food Cake one. This cake is tasty. What's Tyler the secret Perry ingredient? Tyler Perry as in Devil's Food Cake. Oh, that's perfect. She's the devil who makes Devil's Food Cake. Right. That, until Ooh, she goes up against the Sorceress Supreme. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be awesome. You need to get on out of here. I'm making some delicious cakes. I don't care if I'm the devil. They're good. These cakes are good. <laughs> of course they're good. You're the devil. Which one was the magician? Ho-ho? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Fruit Pie. Fruit no, Pie the magician. That, that, yeah. was, that was there a different is. role. Ho-ho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a different role. Oh. <laughs> It was a Swiss roll, in fact. <laughs> High five. Stieg Larsson wrote that one. <laughs> that Stieg Larsson doesn't do, doesn't do uh, the devil's food cake. He did Swiss roll. <laughs> <laughs> the girl with the Swiss roll. It was adapted from my novel Swiss roll. It's You call it devil's food cake. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Kick a hornet's nest. Eat my butt. I'm Stieg Larsson. I write terrible novels. that make great movies. With terrible people. So, wow, you want to do this? Uh, Devil's Advocate. Red light, green light, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, red. This. Red light. <laughs> I'm going to have Medea in my next movie. <laughs> it would be wonderful. Medea kicks a hornet's nest <laughs> with a booty. All right, go ahead. Dude, <laughs> total red light for me. Total recall. Uh, red light. Get out of here with this shit. But it's happening, right? Well... There is, it's a pilot commitment for right now, so it might not go to. What series. is this thing again? Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I think I missed the part where it's a series. Yes, totally TV series. Red, totally red light on NBC. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're red lighting the hell out of it. Because it's always yeah. the devil. Like every week, it's a, you know what? I, be, like I bet he's the devil. I bet he's the devil. Well, we'll Even see what on, happens next week. Huh? I have <laughs> a feeling by the end of the first episode, that's well known. There's NBC ran by so, Satanists. So at that point, what's the stories? Right. What's well, the, sto- the story? That's what I mean. The story they're is just everybody going. They're defending corporations. They're defending real crooks. They're well, it's just every every week it's somebody else that goes, hey, I think this guy's the devil. And, and it's and always and on NBC. No. No, he's not. Is it Mama from the Water then, Boy going? That's be- the devil. <laughs> and then just before the credits roll, Books you get is the devil. Dun dun. <laughs> I know. I just th- I meant the character. Even on okay. dun dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. That's it. That's dun, the dun. catch noise. Even on Scooby Doo, they had to occasionally have it not be a guy in a rubber monster costume. Guess what? What it's was unanimous. it? Fucking red light. Real monsters. Yeah. I said it was going to be a red light even before you said it. Well, that oh, was, wow. Well, Broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. Zingo. fucking do. Zingo. Hey, when you're right, you're right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Master right, of Horror right. Guillermo del Toro is developing a new Silent Hill game along with Metal Gear Solid creator Kojima. The game will star Norman Reedus, who you may know as Daryl Dixon in The Walking Dead. Yes. 
the new entry of the Silent Hill franchise was announced by Sony at Gamescom Conference. Sony made the announcement by making a very long teaser available for download on the PlayStation Store under the title PT, meaning Playable Trick Teaser. Gamers had to be patient since the reveal came about an hour and 16 minutes into playing the game. Um, they've already given a green light, so I can't... Oh, this is not red light, green light. This is just know, the announcement. So, Andy's just sucking up right uh, now. I'm glad they're doing it again. It's apparently really creepy. Yeah, in fact, I haven't played the playable trailer. I look Guillermo, forward to Guillermo it. Guillermo del Toro knows his creepy. He right? knows his creepy. That he does. And... Norman Reedus, good actor, and they're using his likeness in the game by the looks of things. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Norman Reedus is a great actor in the Boondock Saints. I can't say the same shit about The Walking Dead. It's great in The Walking Dead as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I yeah. like him. So, yeah, big plus. Obsidian Entertainment. Uh, he's going to do a, a new movie with the makers of The Devil's Advocate called Reedus and Weep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only reason I said I can't say the same thing about Walking Dead is because I don't watch the show. Okay. Isn't so Reedus and Weep a, uh, but, cow, a buddy detective movie? Reedus and Weep? Yeah. Yeah, one of them always cries. <laughs> and the one always All right, reads. come on. Let's check out this murder scene. <laughs> right over the lock. What is Just it? come oh, on. God, come on. So get awful. in here. I'm look, look reading. at this guy. This guy clearly oh. took three shells to the head. Oh, God. Would you stop it, Weep? Oh, boy. Read us and Weep on the case again. What a bunch of shit. Dun, dun. <laughs> Every crime scene gets contaminated by salty tears. Oh God! You've got to find the uh, the Law and Order dunk dunk for for Kirsten just to have it on the show. No, I don't. I think he's doing it just fine. Dun dun <laughs> dun dun. Read us and weep. Does that guy get uh, the guy that wrote that? Does he get uh, royalties for that? Dun, that dun. Clunk clunk. That's a good question. Actually. The clunk clunk noise. I think so. Yeah. Got paid a lot of money for those two notes. Obsidian Entertainment it's the announced. Same note, isn't it? Damn. It's the same so note. Did it? Yeah. Did he get so that half one as much money then? <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm sorry. It's the same note. You're only getting well, half as much. He would have gotten half as much money, but he wrote lyrics to it, so he's right. okay. <laughs> I saw something where they were talking about how that came about, and it's like a blend of two different like sounds played on the keyboard, like two completely <laughs> randomly different. Are they? Are they two sounds? On no, the- like, no, it's like two differently pre-recorded, like, like he was in a, a park. One is a, a fart. One is a slowed down fart with like a mic. The other one's a lion's roar. Yep, it's a slowed down fart and a sped up lion's roar. Gong gong. You'd never know it. It's only when you hear them together you go. Gong gong. Wait a minute. Slowed down fart. Yeah, and a lion and a sped up lion's Paul, roar. Paul, just how fucking fast are your farts? <laughs> I have fast Dun. farts. That's a that's a slowed down fart. Dun. Haven't you heard all the stories he tells on the show Jesus about when he shits his pants? Man, I mean. If it's a fast <laughs> fart, it makes sense. <laughs> Which are my oh shit! I fa- I sense. shit my pants. Have you had the change of sign? You know, the ha- to the no, I'm still good. I'm still good. I, it's so f- my wife gives me so much grief about it. What was the thing she saw the other day? There was something about it. Oh, oh, she sent me a link on YouTube. <laughs> Not YouTube on on Facebook. There was a uh, one of those baby on board type uh, stickers for your car. You know, the little little hanging signs. Right. And it says, <laughs> it says, please don't pull me over. I'm speeding because I have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It's like I was like I really need. She's like you need it. <laughs> I do. I do need it. Some days it has been a long time since I've had a uh, crap emergency. Thankfully, that, that is the number one excuse when cops pull people over. Oh man, I really had yeah. to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I had oh, to go to the bathroom and have a baby that I don't realize I have. <laughs> I'm meerkatting. I'm meerkatting right now. You gotta understand, please, officer. I'm meerkatting so hard. 
<laughs> I'm meerkatting harder than I ever have. Look, look. You let me. We let me stand out of the car. Look, look. You see, you see. I've cut a hole in my seat for just such emergencies, but still, oh, I'm meerkatting so hard. Obsidian Entertainment announced that it has signed a long-term licensing partnership with Paizo Incorporated to produce electronic games based on its popular Pathfinder role-playing game franchise. Obsidian's first licensed product through the deal will be a tablet-based game uh, based on the Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, a cooperative game for one to four players that is very popular with our own game gamer group. So I think it would lend itself very well as a tablet We're game. overdue for playing that. Here we are. My fault. All your fault. Microsoft launched an Xbox One system update, rolling out a collection of new features that interface tweaks in response to user <laughs> feedback. It's making it more and more like the 360 you enjoyed. The Xbox One's August update reorganizes user activity feeds, adding text entry and expanded options for shared media. After applying the upgrade, players can purchase Xbox One content online and install it remotely without manually powering on the system. Media playback also gets a boost with 3D Blu-ray support and the ability to disable system notifications while watching video. Other new features include notifications for low controller batteries and a last scene option that tracks friends' activity. Microsoft plans to introduce additional improvements in the next system update due this fall. Wow, Paul, I thought you were joking. Sure, right. It really. No, that's all it is. Making it they're just like making it more like the 360 was. They're they're they're, they're they keep cr- screaming like we're all new features. Yeah, all new to that system, but it's shit we had for a damn decade. <laughs> it's seriously, it's up. It's upgrades that have been in place on the 360 for four Not or five all years. Of them. A lot of for them four are or five brand years. new things that the 360 will never be able to have, like, like the 3D what? Blu-ray. Ooh. <laughs> Wow. I've discussed my position on Blu-ray. My position on Blu-ray is well known. Thank you. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and it's and it was updated and backed by statistical data. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> just waiting, but he's just shake just shaking his head. Nope. I'm not going. Not opening it up again. Sony's PlayStation 4 <laughs> topped U.S. retail sales charts in July, according to new data released. Uh, released Nude by, data? Nude data released. Oh, released. released. Nah, took a bow. <laughs> by retail search firm, the NPD Group. This is the seventh consecutive... <laughs> NEP sense this, no double We must be nearing the end of the show. <laughs> it's <been> circumcised? <laughs> what? This is the seventh consecutive month that the PS4 has beat out all other home console systems. Earlier this even the Commodore, especially the Commodore. Oh my! Earlier this week, Sony announced that the PS4 had hit a worldwide installed user base of 10 million. The PS4 re-release of The Last of Us also also topped retail sales charts for July in the United States. Microsoft did not release sales figures for Xbox One or Xbox 360 for the month of July, and Nintendo did not reveal sales figures for Wii or Wii U. Surprise! Nintendo did announce that it had sold 40 million 3DSs in the United States to date. Yeah. And in general, hardware hardware sales are double the amount when compared to the same period a year ago. But combined... But, I'm a hardware you sell. <laughs> but com- I'm a hardware. What's a hardware? I'm Nintendo man. By combined life to date sales of the new we generation consoles are up, are up nearly hardware. 80% over that of their predecessors I'm at the Nintendo same point man. in their life cycle. So, so far, both consoles are beating out the PS3 and P- yeah, 360 for its time yeah. being. I love yeah. when it becomes performance art where you're saying I'm something and he's saying those entirely different. Sometimes I just yeah. got to move. Hi, yeah. No, I, I, I salute you. Yeah. I'm Nintendo, man. 
becomes a steady bass beat. With the hardware. <laughs> I saw hardware. This is definitely that is crazy, though, that both consoles are selling 80% more crazy. Than, than their previous generation for this same time, the same launch year. Nintendo That's Man. Crazy. Sure. That's crazy. What are you saying over there? I'm Nintendo Man. Are you? Yeah. I saw hardware. We don't like to talk about hardware numbers except for 3DS. Oh. I don't understand this one. I don't. I, I don't we sell hardware. I'm Nintendo man. I'm Nintendo man. We sell hardware. You saying Nintendo man is not helping. Sometimes he's just in his own. I think he's trying to imply that Nintendo is being handicapped by their hardware sales versus their software sales. I think you're saying? being much more intelligent than wow. what's going on right what now. I, I know. Talk about the audience <laughs> reading into the art. <laughs> I knew it was a stretch, but it's all I had. You see, it's a deep look into the psychological reasons behind Nintendo. Uh huh. (laughs) 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 Nintendo man, I'm Nintendo man. I sell hardware. How many we sell? Anzo's thinking I could be eating a burger. (laughs) (laughs) Hardware. I'm thinking exactly that. You could be eating a burger with a donut on it. Eating a Krispy Kreme burger. What do you wish you were eating right now? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Save your burger money. You could could buy some hardware from Nintendo (laughs) Man. We sell Nintendo hardware. And thank you for joining us on this weird journey of geekdom for these 250 episodes so far. With more to come. And until next week, I am Master Dorgo. Nintendo, man. (laughs) 80s Jeff. Commander K, shockers, oh yeah. Back check Mandy. (laughs) Bonzo, the red light beast. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week in geek. That's Bonzo. Bonzo. Correct. (laughs) 